0: talk live welcome to the program here you can join us the number is 603-283-6160 that's 603-283-6160 phones are open here and uh, we've been following this banking situation since uh, the end of last week, with the Silicon Valley Bank crashing and failing completely. I feel like I've been watching this
1: bank situation through most of my adult life. Yeah, but I mean, it's just taking on a different form at the moment. Yeah, Dude, I've never
2: even heard of Silicon Valley, so it's. But it, I had never heard of Fannie Mae or Freddie Mac. Well, I was like eleven when that happened, but still.
0: It's getting a little more dramatic now with the banks actually failing and customers actually lining up outside. So in they a blame Silvergate
1: the at first. And that's what surprised me about this, because Silvergate's failure was supposed to be supposedly being so linked to cryptocurrency.
0: Yeah. Silvergate was a crypto-friendly bank uh, that existed in California, that they were doing business with a lot of crypto exchanges, including FTX. And so when FTX went under in november of last year silvergate was sort of p- part of the fallout of ftx and it started losing customers because i'm not sure exactly what was going on behind the scenes but some of the other exchanges said well we're out and then they left the uh, silvergate bank and just everything just started going bad with them and they quote unquote voluntarily closed uh two weeks ago or something like that. And then last week, it was Silicon Valley Bank that did not voluntarily close, but they had a huge run on their bank. And what we learned over the weekend was that uh, there was something where they... I think it was all about the interest rates on these uh, treasury bonds, as I understand it. So, And I'm not a financial expert. I'm going to try my best to recount this. Uh, But basically, what had happened was... They had, you know, banks take customer money and they invest it, right? Like, that's part of the, the thing that they do. They don't actually sit in a That's it what evolve. FTX did. That's what FTX <laughs> did. Um, although the bank, the FTX wasn't telling customers that it was doing that. Banks okay, will true. probably tell you in their terms of service that like that's what, what they're, they're doing. doing. Um, and so they try to make a re- return so they can pay their employees and their stockholders and, and all that, and ultimately give you a very small, crappy return on your bank account as well, you know, point zero zero one percent or whatever it is these days it's
1: such a minuscule amount that i frequently forget that banks even have interest rates on checking and savings accounts
0: yeah it's pathetic these days so i don't know
2: who we are ian
0: yeah we didn't get to that point it's ian here and bonnie and aria so we uh we didn't or that what they did apparently was they did like standard kind of what are considered conservative investments so they weren't doing like crazy stuff like FTX was Silicon Valley Bank was Silicon Valley okay. Bank they were just doing like standard conservative you know they're buying treasury bonds and and stuff like that
1: that's
2: as
0: conservative uh, as you get because the yield yeah. on those is negligible. Well, that's and that's what like,
2: changed. Super safe as long as the government exists,
0: right? But that's what changed. Uh, they were also getting the mortgage-backed securities, which were a problem back in 2008, if you recall. Um, I do not recall. I couldn't tell you what a mortgage-backed security okay. is, but that was one of the things that led to problems in 2008. And so then what happened was these banks, or and it's not just Silicon Valley Bank; they're just the first one that failed. <laughs> so others could be coming next. I I hope they will be. So they put in billions of dollars into these supposedly conservative investments. And then the Federal Reserve, you probably heard last year, was raising interest rates, raising interest rates, raising interest rates. And they said that it's to, quote unquote, fight inflation. But it was against the advice
1: of like anyone who knows anything about economics and isn't an Austrian.
0: Right. They did a 1,700% interest rate raise in the period of one year. Which is like Good the most, Lord. the most in, if not a long time, if not ever. It's been a, you know, it was a lot. Seventeen hundred uh, percent
1: increase within a year.
0: Right, and so what that did was not only did it make it harder for banks to issue loans because people are less likely to take out a loan at a higher interest rate. That's right. how it. That's how it supposedly "quote unquote" controls inflation. It controls inflation not from the printing press and the you know the federal uh, Federal Reserve, but it. controls it in that banks aren't inflating the money supply by issuing as many loans
1: right and it also doesn't work it doesn't lower inflation of the amount of currency out there it just reduces the rate at which inflation is increasing
0: i think that's correct so then also at the same time because the fed's interest rates were going up the treasury rates also were going up so what was a negligible rate became not bad and, the, and and what what turned out was that the rate that uh Silicon Valley Bank was offering its customers ended up being a third of what they could get over at the treasury okay so the treasury rates got much better because of the constant interest rate hiking so what you ended up happening was these companies these Silicon Valley companies with billions or hundreds of millions or whatever of dollars in this bank they pulled their money out. They said, "Well, why do we want to take 1.6 percent when we could get 5 percent right. over here?" And so, they why said, didn't
2: Silicon Valley just update their rates?
0: Because they were locked in. Oh. So, <laughs> so Silicon Valley had to sell billions. Uh, they had to like take a penalty to unlock the the thing. You know, whatever deal that they'd had. Sure,
1: but it's still worth it if you're going to make you know three and a half percent more.
0: But it still wasn't enough to get enough customer funds out. To, like, There was a $45 billion run on this bank in 24 hours.
1: Woo. Sucks for them. And See, they couldn't do it. And this is why cryptocurrency is so superior, because you can't have a run on cryptocurrency. These sorts of things can't happen. The cryptocurrency that you have in your wallet is not being loaned out to other people. It is always yours.
0: As long as it's in your wallet. There are right. things like decentralized finance, where you can actually authorize your crypto to be yep. loaned out to people. And you get a return on that if you do it and a much better return in many cases than bank accounts by the way because these smart contracts have zero overhead for the most part i mean once they're written and they're audited and there's no bugs in the smart contract because if there's a bug then there could be a serious problem so i mean there's it's not without risk but nothing is right as, as as the banks are proving right now a lot of people think banks are safe but they are not. Now, that's what Joe Biden came out today and he gave a speech saying that the banking system is safe. So, you know, you can trust it.
1: Well, that just means that we're on the verge of collapse, <laughs> right? I mean, if The to- president comes out there to say, hey, guys, don't worry. Everything is fine. The banking system, you know, the one that the libertarians have been railing against for the last forever. And the, the, the they really escalated railing against for the last several years. Those guys. They're doing just fine. The Libertarians, who have been right over and over and over and over, they're not right this time. Yeah,
0: Yeah. They're wrong. We'll get a little deeper into what happened. So that was just a a recap of Silicon Valley Bank, which again, there was a $45 billion run apparently on that bank in 24 hours. They couldn't handle uh, the withdrawals. People were lining up outside. The bank called the police on their own customers in Manhattan. Cops ended up leaving because there was no one doing anything illegal. And uh, and then the federal government—that's
2: that. crazy. Yeah,
0: and then the federal government came in and seized uh, the operations along with the California Department of whatever banking bureaucracy.
1: This is going to get worse, people. I hate to say it, but it get already a, has.
0: Yeah, get ahead of this as much as you can and withdraw your money now. The news uh, was over the weekend. Actually, we figured it was going to be Monday before we heard about another bank failure, but the feds came in and they shut down Signature Bank out of New York City. Over the weekend, on Sunday, they see oh, Signature that's Bank. unusual. Is it yeah. because of a run on them? Well, we can get into that one coming up here in a moment. But let's go to our very own Mark Edge on the line here. Mark, you're on Free Talk Live. Go ahead.
3: Well, I read political.com, and it says here that Barney Frank blames crypto panic for yeah. his bank's collapse. And Elizabeth Warren blames Trump.
2: Hmm. wow well, i can't believe she's and then not it has blaming a picture of crypto Elizabeth
3: warren that looks like she's some crazy person
2: <laughs> well, well
3: if she the shoe
1: fits
0: yeah uh barney frank was apparently on like the board of directors of signature bank and he did admit yeah. that uh this may be something about crypto like that the feds or the regulators are targeting banks specifically that are involved with crypto because signature bank had uh, accounts for exchanges uh, Silvergate, which failed a couple weeks ago, also was a crypto-friendly bank, and yeah, but the federal government
1: didn't target Silvergate. Silvergate, no, Silvergate not, had too much money tied of. to FTX, and like yeah. all banks, they were loaning out money. And I think they had something like a hundred billion dollars of FTX's money that but, they effectively had loaned out. And then, but they said, only
2: failed last night.
1: No, they failed a few weeks ago. Oh. but then people came around and said, "Hey, we want to withdraw our money back because you know we we saw this stuff with FTX going on, and you seem to have a 100 billion dollar shortfall. So we'd like our money." And they didn't have everyone's money because they had got it from FTX, who it turns out had right. loaned all, uh, all their money to
0: other people. Well, the theory about uh, about uh, FTX was that it was a federal government plot from the word go. Okay. Go no, ahead, Mark. The um,
4: terribly sorry, I'm
3: being interrupted by young men.
0: Okay, okay, it's not impossible. Um, it
3: says here that. Uh, f- frank has kind of switched sides right like so previously he was you know the dodd frank guy but in 2010 when he's no longer in office he go- he starts going and working for the other side of the street and he's working in these p- banks and trying to get the rules that he put in place loosened.
1: <laughs> now who is wow. this dodd frank guy because i've heard the name before
0: barney frank he's a former i think u.s senator oh so, so this is represent- not dodd frank Representative? Okay. yeah, No, he was the guy behind that.
1: Okay. So is Dodd the last name of someone else? I think so, yeah. Okay.
0: Yes. Representative Dodd.
1: (laughs) Sure. So, I mean, that's not terribly surprising. I mean, um, a lot of the people who created these vast labyrinthine laws ultimately regret it and want to see it undone because they realize they're stifling the
0: economy. He said the regulators, this is a quote from Frank. I think he's the only one who understands
3: it. So they're hiring somebody who understands it to undo the crap that they did.
0: He said he knew knew that was going to happen. He said at, uh, I guess, some sort of lawyers do conference on Monday, Frank said uh, we wanted the he said the regulators, quote, wanted to send a message to get people away from crypto. We were singled out to be the poster child for that message, he said about Signature Bank.
1: I mean, as evil as the government government is. And they are absolutely going after cryptocurrency. The fact that I'm awaiting sentencing, you're awaiting sentencing, the yeah. FTX thing happened. They're absolutely going after cryptocurrency. But I, I just think it's tinfoil hat to suggest that these two things are somewhat related. It's
0: awfully coincidental that the two two of the largest crypto sort of centric or crypto friendly banks in the United States are now out of business. But what about Silicon Valley Bank? I don't know if they were considered crypto friendly, but certainly they were uh, VC friendly and tech friendly or whatever. But uh, and I don't know, maybe there are some crypto accounts that they have, too. I honestly have not heard about that, but I know for a fact that Signature Bank and Silvergate were definitely like crypto friendly banks and they're they're gone. Now Silvergate or sorry uh, signature all of them start with SI by the way which yeah, is really Yeah, that's what I
2: kept getting confused about. I, signature failed last night. Well, it got like raided last signature night. Signature
0: is is being handed over apparently to, you know, the feds and you know, they may end up getting bought out. And also the other thing we need to talk about here is what's happening with the deposits because this is the other big development. I don't know Mark if how close you've been following this Uh, situation out there but the big news is the federal reserve announced again over the weekend so bankers meeting on the weekend you can tell these people are like freaking out about what to do here normally bankers don't work during the weekend so they don't work during the week yeah they put this uh notice out talking about what they're going to do regarding the accounts because we know the fdic is designed to cover accounts that have less than two hundred fifty thousand dollars in them if you have more than two hundred fifty thousand dollars in them, sorry. Normally, when a bank fails, you are SOL for the most part. If the bank is ends up being absorbed or sold, then you might end up seeing your your account. You might end up seeing the balance or a slightly lower balance or a larger, you know, a, a much lower balance. So it is possible that some of these depositors, under normal bank acquisition circumstances, could actually see some money. Maybe it be fifty percent. Uh, right. which is still going to be devastating, but not as bad as as zero. And
1: that $250,000 FDIC guarantee, that's up from the... It was written to it was be 100000 100, but yeah. I think it was it 2007.
0: I feel like it was more recent than that, but I okay. could be wrong.
1: I didn't remember. It was COVID-19 maybe, or it was I the think Great it was Recession that, that caused them to say, okay, we're going to insure this for even
0: more. But anyway, what they decided to do here was they have made an announcement that they are going to back all of the depositors in both the banks so in signature bank that just failed and in silicon valley bank which i believe had like 200 billion dollars of customer monies in it when it failed see it's
1: causing me to put on a tinfoil hat because now i'm thinking maybe they're right maybe they are targeting cryptocurrency and the crypto friendly banks and what they're trying to do here is show hey look all these banks out there they're bad. They're they're evil. They're going to collapse. Trust us. We're the government. We will guarantee your money. Just bank with us, and no. oh look, we'll release this central bank digital currency, and then you can bank directly with us. You can cut out these middlemen that just can't be trusted.
0: That is an interesting theory, and it's not the first time I've heard it in the last forty eight hours. That this is going to be the first uh, reason that they're going to give people to move over to the central bank digital currency, which they don't have in their back pocket right now. But they've admitted. Like- Well, yeah, I mean, I guess you could be right about that. How hard would it be?
2: They're in the process
0: of developing it as we speak, but it has never been actually approved by the federal government. So it still has some steps, some hoops to jump through. The answer
3: to that, Bonnie, is that um, the FBI, for more than 10 years, couldn't implement email. hmm.
0: Yeah, that's true. Uh, but they've got, you know, uh, what? Who was it? MIT, I think, was working on this. Yeah. They have some sort of code that they've been auditing and. They're working on it, okay? The CBDC isn't. I don't think it's right around the corner, but certainly this could be a, a chink in the armor of the banks, and it could be, and especially if, the, if this gets worse, if the contagion spreads, I as they it saying. Couldn't. Doesn't it always get worse? Well, c- Signature Bank is evidence that it has already gotten worse, right? Like, they didn't stop it at Silicon Valley Bank, and they think this is going to stop it. They think that by announcing that, well, everybody's going to be backed up. So even if you had a billion dollars in uh, Silicon Valley Bank, they're saying that that is going to be covered. You're going the to government? get full amount. The government, the F- uh, Federal Reserve, is saying that's going to be covered. Trust government.
1: We, we we will keep you safe. We will guarantee your income, your money, your lifeblood. We will guarantee it.
0: So this Be was thankful for your
1: God.
3: Well, it's not too hard for them to guarantee this. They can guarantee it. And I they just add a
0: but That's the thing. They claim that they're not going to be printing money to do this. They claim... And this is kind of the interesting twist to this, because those of us who are looking at this were saying, well, if they are going to do a bailout, they're going to have to print money. But they seem to have found another way around it. And so here's an excerpt from their press release. Uh, After receiving a recommendation from the boards of the FDIC and the Federal Reserve and consulting with the president, Secretary Yellen approved actions enabling the FDIC to complete its resolution of Silicon Valley Bank. In a manner that fully protects all depositors, depositors will have access to all of their money starting today, Monday, March 13th. No losses associated with the resolution of Silicon Valley Bank will be borne by the taxpayer. So how are they doing it? That, that's
1: impossible. That is literally impossible for that statement to be true. Either because they already printed this money and caused inflation or because they're going to increase taxes. Or because they're going to have to print more money to pay for this money, maybe they're not printing these exact dollars, yep. but they're going to have to print money in the future because now they don't have these fifty billion or whatever.
2: Whatever you just read didn't explain to me at all how they're going to do this.
0: That's in the,
1: they're going to put it in paragraph. bank accounts.
2: They're just going to put numbers in bank accounts because that's well, that the would other be print, that would be printing yeah. money.
0: So here's the way they claim it's going to be done. They said, we're also announcing a similar systemic risk exception for Signature Bank in New York. So they're saying they're doing the same thing for both of these banks. Signature Bank had like $88 billion in customer deposits. So the total between these two banks is nearly $300 billion. If you want to, you can go to the FDIC's website and you can look at a chart that shows how much money they have in what is called the federal insurance fund. Sorry, deposit insurance fund. So you can look for deposit insurance Fund. And you can find out what the amount is. When I looked at this chart, it was about $128 billion. So not even half of the amount that uh, they would need to cover to cover all customer funds in both of these banks. So what are they going to do? Once again, they claim that uh, no losses will be borne by the taxpayer. Shareholders and certain unsecured debt holders will not be protected. So anybody with shares in any of these banks, they're going to zero. You got nothing. Senior management has been removed. Any losses to the deposit insurance fund to support uninsured depositors will be recovered by a special assessment on banks, as required by law. So Wait, what do
2: you mean? Shared bank accounts will lose everything.
1: Shareholders,
0: shareholders. Oh. So people that have uh, stock in these banks, they're done. They oh, got oh, they yeah, got zero. Yeah. Their stocks have gone to zero. Good. They're they screwed. should have invested money
1: and ownership into a bank in
0: the first place. How dirty do
1: you have to feel to partially own a bank? Mm. Mm-mm.
0: So that's the answer. A so-called
1: special... I think be uh,
3: useful in a crypto future. We need secure uh, ways to hold money. Um, they're called wallets. I, mean, I kept... Yeah, um, if I shoot you in your big toe and then tell you I'm going to shoot you in your ankle if you don't give me your private key, I'll, I'll bet you you give it to me. They call it the... I, I think they call that the rusty wrench method. And yeah. um, you need a place where your stuff is secured that you can't get to in the middle of the night when somebody might come to your house you don't want to keep all your money at your house it's a terrible idea
1: so don't have the wallet information in your head have it hidden with a friend
3: you could do that yeah but banks are uh, but some people don't want to give things to uh, you know some people are too much uh, too much a jerk to give things to their friends
0: i would trust my friends before i trusted uh, banks well, look, I don't disagree I with that you. Mark uh, is right. There are people that want to have a vault. They want to have a, a, a secure place to go to, whether that would be called a bank or, or something else. Like, I would like to give the example of the uh, UPMA, which is the United Precious Metals Association. Now, this is not a bank. Uh, they, if you call yourself a bank, then they're going to raid you, right? Like, Mm-mm. you're going to get arrested and uh, if you haven't gone through whatever legal process. So, UPMA is an association. It is a members' association. And these members come together and they vault their gold and their silver with this association. They have an actual vault somewhere in Utah, I believe. Uh, I don't know what kind of security they have there. I've never been able to visit it because I'm on bail conditions. It's
1: probably pretty Uh, intense.
0: But, you know, there's probably at least one security guard there or something like that.
1: There's also just safety deposit companies. There was one in California a few years ago that was raided by the FBI. But, I mean, these... There, there's a place where you can put your money that would make us safe without having to support the devil. Yeah, well, obviously with, with the n-
2: crypto, you could have, like, your so information a name. in a safety deposit box. Yeah, I, d- I don't think there's anything necessarily wrong with a quote-unquote bank for crypto. But it's just, it wouldn't be my choice because I think it defeats the pr- point of crypto.
0: So, anyway, the... I uh, don't
3: the- think that we, you know, like... I, I think there's a great idea to, to store your money in a deflationary um, hedge against uh, inflation. But there's also room for inflation in the world, too. And monies need to compete to see which works best. Um, you know, I, banks are places that you keep money. Yes, the banks that we have now rule the world, but the business model itself um, is is viable? Just because lots of radio is terrible doesn't mean that radio is bad.
1: Well, the model used to be viable because it used to be risky. You couldn't just transfer transfer all your money with you while traveling from you know England to France or to Italy or wherever. It was risky. You could be robbed and then you lose all your money. So banks certainly served a role back then where you could deposit it in England and then you had a sheet of paper that you could use to withdraw it once you got to Italy or you could use it once you got to Italy. Now, with the advent of technology and the internet and cryptocurrency and just digital
0: money handling in general, we don't need those third parties to guarantee our money. Well, plus this isn't viable. The proof is in the pudding. This system is, they can give out loans endlessly. They, they can loan out money that they don't even have. I mean, that is like financially unsound. So how anyone could call that viable I don't I don't agree. Uh, but there may be ways to do it viably more coming up. It is Free Talk Live. Phones are open here and you can join us. The number is 603-283-6160. We're talking about the bank contagion, the crashes that maybe have just begun it was silicon valley bank that kicked it off last week as the second largest bank in u.s history to go down Uh, and this was after i think it was washington mutual if i recall correctly that's what the captain said because he used to live out there uh that they were the big one they were the one that went down in like 2008 or somewhere in that time frame so this is not quite as large but pretty close Uh, this was like 200 billion and washington mutual was 300
2: and that makes sense because washington also has like silicon valley stuff
0: yeah yeah that's true it does uh so uh here tonight it is ian
2: it's bonnie and aria
0: also joining us uh, we got mark edge on the line here mark you had some more comments go ahead
3: Oh, well, I, what I actually called in about because um, I mean I've been studying the story that you're talking about with the Silicon Valley Bank and um, the way that the federal government's going after cryptocurrency and like they don't care who gets hurt in the process. Mm-hmm. They're gonna they, they, the 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 government. Oh, I mean the banks. I mean those that rule us. Excuse me. Um, they will destroy whatever they need to destroy in order to eradicate this problem. Yes. Mark, we are now Mark. in the. I
2: think you're then they work. fight you. I think you're doing that clicking thing with your glasses.
3: Thank you. So, um, but actually, what I wanted to talk about is I was looking at these uh, statistics on movers to Florida um, because, you know, this is where I've spent the last couple of months. And I've just seen a bunch of people moving, you know, probably for the great weather, the low property taxes, and the uh, COVID freedom. Um, But then I saw that you can own a piranha in new hampshire <laughs> so i, I realize realized that you know florida is going to just see a you know a dead stop in this immigration and what i was wondering is
2: what is what's that the new? best
3: place for what's the best place for somebody who wants to run for new hampshire house so they can make sure the piranha freedom stays at the heart of new hampshire What what's the best place for them to move
0: are you asking what? to which town they should move in new hampshire yeah I mean, I don't know. I, I, I don't think, think that it matters. a lot of
3: people move to New Hampshire. Well, yes, it does not really. I mean, if you lot. want to run
0: as a Democrat and a Democrat town, you can run that way. If you want to run as a Republican well, in a Republican town, run that way.
3: Well, let me. Uh, I don't think it work, quite works that way. That's I how think, the free staters yes, are no, getting elected. I, I mean, think even, even if i bro- In
2: 2006,
3: a few free staters managed to get elected as Democrats. How many free staters that, are elected as say. Democrats today?
2: Like, I wouldn't. I don't think that it'd be possible to get elected as a Democrat in Keene because it's like they know who you are. I'm about
1: to try, and I have a good reason mm-hmm. to mm-hmm. be joining, to be allying myself with the Democrats right now.
2: Maybe if you go out and talk to them and explain that. Yeah, I could see that. But if you just try to sneak in. I don't think, like, I, I, I don't think I could, and I know Ian couldn't.
0: Yeah, the the problem that Florida's got is the movers there are conservatives. So the people that are moving to Florida are people that want to live in a conservative state.
2: They love the cop laws. Uh,
0: they love the police. And that's I'm a no
1: fan of trans people.
0: Who, uh, and so that's what's happening there. Uh, of course, a lot of conservatives are moving to Texas. Uh, a lot of the lefties are moving out to California and New York and places like that, and uh, the libertarians are moving to New Hampshire. So if you're a libertarian, you really shouldn't be moving to Florida unless you aren't really a libertarian. You want to be a conservative.
2: I don't know what the piranha thing meant, though. Is that a new law?
0: No,
3: no. It's, uh, apparently, piranha freedom has been uh, alive and well in New Hampshire for some time.
0: All right. Good to know. Uh, any uh, other I, why would uh,
2: it be illegal to own one? Like, as long as you have it in its own tank and you don't have kids thanks, sticking their hands in it.
3: Thanks for asking. I'll go right ahead and tell you. Okay. So uh, Florida is chucked full of invasive species, boa constrictors, uh, crocodiles, iguanas. I mean, iguanas are running free. When I was a kid, we didn't have them because... Hmm. They're they're an invasive species because people get tired of them in their fish tanks. and They're like, oh, well, you can go away or they escape or whatever the, the situation is. Oscar fish is another good example. They're predatory fish and they're all
2: stuck on the walls of a fish tank. They're predatory. That's a
3: placostomus. Oh. Um, no, these are Oscars. These so are basically a, a the cyclic.
0: prohibitions on owning things in Florida didn't stop people from bringing them there.
3: They did not. Yeah. but um, And I don't think that they'll necessarily stop people from, I don't know, smuggling piranhas from New Hampshire down to Florida. um, And then once they get out in the Everglades, then God knows we have going to have a few rednecks get uh,
1: eaten alive or maybe the skunk
3: ape. I'm not entirely sure. But um, well, we don't seem to I, have a piranha flaving.
1: problem in New Hampshire.
0: Yeah, it'll make for a good Florida man story if that ever happens. Well,
3: that you can't get to have a. This is the difference, though, Aria. You can have a piranha problem in Florida. You cannot have a piranha problem in New Hampshire. It is no, simply die. impossible okay. to have a piranha problem. Well, then now consider a me zebra mussel problem. You've got that all over the place in uh, New Hampshire. We got but, what kind of problem? That... Um, zebra mussels.
2: Uh,
1: what the hell does that
2: mean? I thought it was like zebra fish or those kinds with spiny backs.
1: Oh, some no, sort of fish. The, okay.
3: No, no, it's a it's a bivalve uh, that you know lives in the lakes. Um, okay. There's Some also sort of aquatic several...
1: life, I guess I should have said.
3: Yeah.
2: Are they like invasive. not from here and somebody put them here?
3: Well, um, different. The, each I couldn't tell you what the specifics are in each invasive species. But, um, you know, they tend to move from one side of the country to the other or they've been brought in to control another pest or there's all kinds of stories of uh, sometimes they're just pets. But I doubt that's true when it comes to uh, zebra mussels and as much fun as wasps.
1: Yeah, the best one I know isn't even an, an animal. It's a plant. You know, I'm from Mississippi where they they had severe erosion problems. They were like, hey, let's bring over this Chinese plant called kudzu yep. and that will help fix yeah. the erosion. And now Mississippi is like 84 percent just kudzu.
2: It's like that now Alabama too. C- covered
1: in it.
3: Yeah. Yeah. They, kudzu was, was a, the example of where let's bring in this prop. And, and actually, sometimes animals will eat kudzu too. Um, there was good reasons to try kudzu. And boy, was it a failure. It's the entire South. It's not just Mississippi. I mean, North Florida all the way up to, you know, somewhere into, like, Tennessee area. It's terrible.
0: All right, man. Uh, Anything else? I'm just curious.
3: Since a person, no reasonable person could run as a Democrat in the state of New Hampshire um, who has moved for the Free State Project. I don't see why not. not I mean, there's
0: other people who have done that. I've run as a Democrat. Yeah,
1: are you calling me unreasonable?
3: You're not going – I'm I'm going to guess that neither of you are going to win. I'm going to guess that neither of you are going to be welcomed by the Democratic Party. You have not provided me with anybody who has won as a Democrat who you would call a libertarian free stater in the last 10 years.
0: It's not an easy party to uh, infiltrate. That is for sure. I think that there are free staters who are working on that.
2: I don't Uh, see why it's such a big deal, though.
1: Check back in a few years, because I'm not welcome among the Republicans, Mark, and they've made that abundantly clear. Well,
0: here's why you bother, because it's important to infiltrate both parties. I mean, we have enough libertarians here to where we can start doing this more effectively with the Democrats. And that will really frustrate the hell out of it. They're already frustrated, as you can see if you've been yeah, watching the win? NBC Boston documentary series at NBCBoston.com slash freestate. What's that, Bonnie?
2: De- Hope Damon, the re- Democratic representative that called us an invasion of species at the anti-free state rally in Keene last year. Last night she said some freestaters in the House are Democrats.
0: Hmm.
3: Well, they may very well be. I don't know, but I um, I have yet to find anybody who says that they can... That, that they are like that. This is a Democrat who is also a free stater, who's also a good libertarian. It would be a there bad are idea to say turncoat a free libertarians mm-hmm. that are libertarians that have been in the House as Democrats, but you know, their voting record mm-hmm. is not real good as well, rated by the NHLA. I'll prove and her, I would just go ahead What's
1: i'll prove this? your statement wrong uh, tomorrow as soon as I switch my registration to the Democratic Party. And then well, how's that going to prove well, him wrong?
0: Well, he oh, said yeah, there's I'm
1: no not... Democrat who's a good libertarian. Ah, okay.
0: Gotcha. There are but definitely Democrats in the state house. Yeah, OK, in the state house, I got you on that one. <laughs> well,
1: there um, aren't very I, many free staters know, Aria, in general who yeah, I are good libertarians.
0: You thoroughly mm-hmm.
1: in
3: your goals in whatever you're going to do. Thanks, Mark. But whatever goes on in Keene is a sideshow compared to what's actually happening in politics in New Hampshire. I don't well, think well, it
2: has anything to do with Keene, but I do think I Aria guess you don't has... have an answer to my question.
3: What was the question? It. Where is a good place to move? Because it certainly isn't people to should run move, as a Democrat.
0: People should not move to places just specifically to run for office, in my opinion. You should move somewhere where you can get work. You should move somewhere you think is beautiful. Uh, you should move somewhere you like the community. And then as a tertiary consideration, maybe consider the political situation. I think
2: Hooksit is a good place for free state to run, run for president, or not president, uh, representative, because we had Gerhard and Michael Yakubovich. And yeah, those, those are like are pretty much— Oh, but if think you're he's about as Democrats, a Democrat, I don't know. No, I'm not.
3: I, I, what are you asking? I'm not, then? No, no Libertarian then the will ever it. get elected as a Democrat.
1: Well, that's already in been New proven New false.
3: Okay, well let's All give right.
1: that a shot in a few years, Mark, because I won't be able to run All while right. facing I'm a federal sentence. I'm sorry for making.
3: Uh, uh, here, I will bet you a thousand dollars that no Libertarian is is elected in that's two election cycles. As a Democrat in the state of New yeah, Hampshire, I, I won't be able, I almost that? certainly
1: won't be able to run within the next two election <laughs> cycles. Well, I, even
2: if it's not Aria, I think that a Democrat libertarian could get elected the only problem is mark seems to be thinking that all libertarians are like right wing and i don't think that it's just that we don't have any here because we're not good at uh attracting them here because we have people like jeremy kaufman on the internet like look at this racist thing i think look at this homophobic thing i think and i represent the free staters so that's why well, there are plenty of left-wing libertarians think
3: that libertar- i don't think that libertarians are conservative what I think is, is that the Democrats in the state of New Hampshire think that libertarians are a better match for Republicans than they are for Democrats. And the, libertari- and and the Democrats are vigilant, they are. yeah, protecting their party. Absolutely. And I think that water finds the, the easiest path and that one should take the easiest path to achieve what they want to get. And yes, I think Mark, that if what you well,
1: if you want a trans free person. state project... Yeah, you're overlooking everything Bonnie just said. You're just discarding that, right? Yes. If you're a straight white rep- straight white dude here in New Hampshire, you're going to fit in better with the Republicans, and you're going to be more successful as a free stater running as mm-hmm. Republicans. But if you're a trans person, if you're a woman, if you're any sort of minority, that same exact thing will be true, but for the Democrats. And we yeah. just don't Didn't have... Didn't we it. have it. a Hold trans on, Mark, we just, don't, no, we just don't have that many LGBTQ people and minorities because of people like Jeremy Kaufman out there on Twitter tweeting racist and homophobic things that turn LGBTQ people and minorities away from libertarianism.
3: I must not see all this stuff. I think that Jeremy Kaufman certainly has a big mouth, but, um, you know, so do I. It's he's super vague so about it,
2: but it's out there. I can send you every example I have. It's just like, I don't understand why. But for yeah. some reason, he's hell bent on making everybody know that he prefers white people, prefers to live around white people, and thinks that black people are dangerous. Mark
0: is correct in that the Democrats are definitely more vigilant. They are very, you know, aware and wary of free staters coming into their party. Um, but if enough of them do, then there's very little that they can do about it. I remember years ago there were a couple of free staters here in Keene. Uh, that had gone to the local Democrat meeting back when they had them in person. Apparently they're all online these days post-COVID, of yeah, course. Yeah, i got to
1: look into that. I'm going to do but, it now. Uh, really.
0: uh, but anyway, they tried to go to a meeting and some goon was at the door. And since he didn't recognize them, he wouldn't let them in. He suspected that they might be free staters. This was more than a decade ago at this point. Uh, but ultimately, after you know, bringing it to the attention of the Democratic Party, they were allowed to attend uh, the public meetings. Unfortunately, both of them and one of them, one of them actually ended up turning socialist and leaving. So, good riddance to him. And the other just ended up leaving for whatever reasons and went back to California. So, I don't think either of them ever had a chance uh, to run for office. But uh, you know, if enough, if enough freedom-loving people infiltrate the Democratic Party, there's there's very little they can do about it. Thank you, Mark, for the call tonight. I think we're going to have you in here as a, as a host tomorrow night, so I'm sure we can pick this up uh, at that time, but I appreciate Love you, to. you being like on here. To. I
2: looked up Oscars, uh, and they're really pretty.
0: It's all about the numbers, okay? And so, you know, we've got enough... People here in New Hampshire. There's, I think, Bonnie, you said you were a mover 5,000 something?
2: Yeah, like 5,010 or something.
0: Okay, so that's at least 5,000 people who've moved here. Now there's. That probably, was
2: 2021.
0: Yeah, right. And we know there was, what, 600 something that moved last year? And, and then a record
2: number of the year before.
0: 1,000 or 1,100, I think, in 2021.
2: So are so, at like 7,000 something movers. So yeah,
0: maybe that's a, that's, I would say, a safe estimate. Let's say we've lost a couple thousand. Uh, because some people, you know, they leave. They there's something else going on in their life, and they got a sick family member, or they just are homesick. Whatever, they they end up leaving. And so let's just say two thousand people have left. 5, Seven thousand people have moved. So, but then there's also you know probably a few thousand that have moved that never said they moved. Like or their
2: kids, because they count kids. So like some might be kids. kids. Yeah, like the six hundred eight number from last mm-hmm. year. I think it was 608 or 680
0: okay. includes kids
2: includes like babies and children uh,
0: okay well they're gonna grow up and hopefully become libertarian but i don't yeah. know if i would count them uh because not always they don't always become libertarian. Exactly. sometimes their parents end up uh, it's not
2: fair to just count them as a yeah. libertarian the just kids. because their parents are
0: sometimes the kids end up communists You know, when their parents are libertarian, unfortunately. And every kid goes to that rebellious phase, right? Where they're not going to be
1: like their parents, like between the ages of 12 to 16 and maybe 17. And eventually they'll come back to their roots. Not every kid. I don't think Ovins O'Brien was ever a rebellious socialist or whatever. But many people do intentionally go against whatever their parents believed. And then they do ultimately come back to that.
0: Sometimes. It just depends. So Maria Obama
2: has been smoking in public.
0: You've got thousands of people who have moved here. Uh, as part of the Free State Project, or not as part of the Free State Project. Aria, I don't believe you ever signed with the Free State Project, correct? I did
1: not, and the NBC Boston documentary, actually, people actually called me today, they're like, hey look, uh, we've... Well, you rewatched mm-hmm. some of your interviews and you said in the, that you're not actually affiliated with the Free State Project, but in the episode right. that released today when I spoke, it had me listed there as a Free State Project member. What and did they, you say they, to them? They, well, they, they want to know if it bothered me first yeah. of all. Well, first they want to know if it was truly accurate because yeah. if it wasn't accurate, then they would go in and change it. And I was like, well, I don't want you to do that. Uh, it's It depends on what you mean by free state, whether or not I'm a member yeah. of the free state. And I, I would suggest that, yes, in this context, and there's no harm anyway. I don't mind being affiliated with the free state. I'm just... Not.
0: I've been mislabeled plenty of times. I Actually, they reached out to me similarly as well. You're referring to the NBC Boston documentary series that has been going on for some weeks now. This was episode 10 of 11. So the final yeah. one is coming up next Monday. Um, and I believe, Aria, you're going to be on a live watch party for this episode that came out today, this Friday, That's correct. in Boston at the NBC studios. So they reached out to me as well. And they said, we've heard that you're not a Free State Project participant. That's the term that's officially used, but they're using member in their documentary and i said well it's true that i did resign my participation in the free state project in 2016 however i don't really care if you list me as a member because i do support the free state project yeah. i do uh give money to their events for instance we bought tickets to the liberty forum and we bought tickets to the porcupine freedom festival and you know last year goldback which i was uh, helping sponsor the uh, Liberty Forum. So I've sponsored their events. Even though Free Talk Live is not a sponsor of their events, we still support uh, what they do. So oh, absolutely. I don't care. I, I love said, the Free
1: State Project. And yeah. I love the idea of moving libertarians to here in New Hampshire.
0: But I think Bonnie is the only one in the studio who's an actual participant of the Free State Project. Yeah, I signed it. So a Captain Kickass, who's a regular co-host here, also not a Free State Project signer.
2: Joa didn't sign it.
0: Yeah, so there's a lot of people that we know at least. That did not sign up. So so where that actual mover number is, I don't know. So I say all that just to go back around to what Mark was saying about, oh, well, we don't have the ability to, to, you know, run candidates as Democrats. It's like, well, it's certainly true that the free staters have focused on the Republican Party to start. And that's because the Republican Party is weak. The Republican Party is pathetically weak in New Hampshire. That's it's, also true. It's aged it is elderly.
2: And a lot of the things that they claim to be about, mm-hmm. they're not really about. But a libertarian really does believe in and and could run on like lowering taxes, sure, and then get uh, voted in for that. There's just like fewer things like that with the Democrats, but there are some.
0: You just have to couch your beliefs in terms that run, you know, yep. that kind of ring with the Democrats, basically. And, and that's that it can be done. to do. Yeah.
1: I think Mark was uh, going to say that, you know, I won an election as a Republican or whatever. He started to say that before it moved on to a different topic. But that's not accurate, first of all. I mean, he was probably going to say primary. I did win a primary. That's right. As yeah. a Republican, but it was uncontested.
0: Right. and Except I, for a write-in.
1: Yeah, I got surprisingly good results, amazingly good results. And even in the general, I received something like 20 to 25 percent of the vote. If you take out the 7,000 that went in Westmoreland that didn't actually exist, I think it was about 25 percent. And that's really, really good for a trans-Satanist anarchist. But if I had been running as a Democrat, I'm confident, maybe not as sheriff because they are they're, the Democratic candidate they run is the standing sheriff. Mm-hmm. But if I ran for state rep or something as a Democrat, I'm confident
0: I would win. The trick would be to get through the primary, of course, if they right. primary you. Now, I will say this about the Democrats. We know how weak the Republicans are, but we don't know how weak the Democrats are. We know they're paranoid. We know they're always on the lookout for free staters and libertarians infiltrating them. They got they got crazy about it last year during the election because word got out that some free staters were running in Manchester. Uh, we, a couple that we know, uh, Mo and uh, Rebecca Kinn, who are very no, well-known activists, they, they got identified as free staters. And the Democrats ran a campaign against them to identify them as free staters, and they lost. I hope the,
2: something doesn't come out before Aria's, Aria gets to run. That's like the masks, because that's, I mean, mm. I maybe you would just wear a sure. mask to get along with them, but I God, I would yeah, not be able to just wear a mask, because that's something that was like, I'm not putting nobody my could, in Jeopardy. no one could, you know, get past that, you know. And it's true that I don't
1: necessarily have, uh, I may not win, you know, I'm, I'm just, I would, I bet I would win.
2: You have a chance.
1: Right. But that's because it pays, like... Moe and Rebecca, they, they don't have the advantage that I, as a trans person, have with true. the Democrats. And let's just be honest here. If I go into the party and they shun me.
0: It's going to look real bad for them.
1: Yeah, there's there's no recovering from that. Right. All I have to do is point at them and say, you're being transphobic. Boom. And the same would be true of you know black people or openly gay yeah. people or any other minority showing up to the Democrats. They can reject yeah. Jeremy Kaufman. They can
2: reject Moe. They That's can who reject to- all yeah. these people.
0: That's who should totally run for, uh, you know, join the Democrats yeah. in New Hampshire as free staters. Uh, people like that
2: another thing i want to bring up is um
0: you got the cards them. yep
2: we may not have as many we have fewer similarities with the democrats i I think as far as the platforms because we have mm. like no real similarities with the people who are actually uh, like representatives that are just republicans like none because they are not libertarian at all nope. but the things that they proclaim to be about that's what we have similarities with but the thing is more people need to just get out there and talk to Democrats. Like, I, I say it a lot, but I haven't, like, went out and done it because I just, like, don't leave my house. But whenever I went to go hold science or Matt, Matthew Santanastasso, I've said this a million was times. was a
0: Republican, uh, but a yeah, free stater, libertarian.
2: It was so easy to find things to talk about with the old ladies that were crazy Democrats around me where they were, like, starting to think, like wow, okay, you're holding a sign for this Republican we're supposed to hate, but, like, you like drag shows, too? Mm-hmm. We, we went to the one at the Colonial. Okay, nice. And, uh, like, I said something. I got in a fight with this man from the inside of the voting place, mm-hmm. and I, whenever he left, I told this lady next to me who, like, came to, like, kind of ask me if I was all right. I was like, I'm not just going to uh, take his answer just because he's just, like, a, a white old man. He just expects me to take his <laughs> answer, and she was like, that's right.
0: Yeah, smash the patriarchy. But it
2: was also just
1: the truth. I mean, it's statements like that, Like I agree with so much of the Democrats' ideas, at least in principle, Mm -hmm. the gist of them, the basic ideas behind them. A lot of them just want to help people. Yeah, I just disagree with the methods for achieving those goals. Right.
0: And this is how getting involved in the Democratic Party and in the the leftist movements and such is how you end up building bridges uh, with these folks. For instance... There was a bill to abolish the war on drugs here in New Hampshire. It was put forward by, uh, again, Matt Santanastasso, who's a free-stater, Republican rep. But it was a straight-up, you know, as pro-freedom bill as you could possibly get. It would just literally strike the entirety of the drug prohibition statute. Just Sounds re- like Matt. Get, delete it and replace it with nothing. Awesome. And 70 people voted in favor of it on the state house floor after a short uh, discussion. 35 of them were Democrats. Thirty five were Republicans. So you got yourself a coalition there between those sides. And that's how you come. You know, you come together on the issues that you agree with. If you run as a Democrat, you run where you take the basic concepts of what these people want. Like they want to help old people. They want to help sick people. They want to help poor people. Right. Like that's pretty, pretty common among the Democrats. It's just that they think it's okay to do it with a monopoly on violence. And that's the thing they're missing. They are against corporations. We're against corporations. The thing they're missing is that the government is a corporation. The government is a monopoly corporation, so it's like the worst kind of corporation. So we can help some of them see these things. Others will never see it. They're going to die, and they're going to be a stick in the mud. And that's true of the Republicans as well. In fact, uh, another bill that came up last week was a bill to end prohibition of DMT, dimethyltryptamine, which is a fast-acting psychedelic substance that's pretty amazing. And that got 97 votes in favor of it. Now unfortunately I didn't get a roll call so we don't know who yeah. voted which way on that particular bill but which is crazy. 26% of the state house voted to end prohibition on DMT and who spoke in favor of it? Two Republicans, one Democrat did. They were all under the age of like you know 35 though.
2: Did that so. Jonah Wheeler Jonah guy? Jonah
0: the Democrat yeah black guy who's in the state house and you know he's a lefty just social justice activist but he's with us on the war on drugs Yep. Mm, he's really cool. Hey he seems like a cool guy. Um, there's more coming up here in moments. The number six zero three two eight three sixty one sixty. It's all about the numbers. The Republic, the Freestanders are doing a great job taking over the Republicans, and we can do just as well. It'll take a little longer, but we can do it to the Democrats, and it will drive them screaming, the worst of the worst from this state and into the arms of New York and Massachusetts where they truly belong. More coming up.
5: Free Talk Live.
0: it's free talk live phones are open here if you want to join the show we kick off the second hour and i want to get back into the bank news because this is definitely the biggest story uh maybe on the planet right now according to uh greg from new york he gave us a tip that apparently european banks also taken a beating today in the european stock market we can talk about Uh, What's happening here in the United States with another bank failing over the weekend being seized by the federal government? Here tonight, it's Ian.
2: It's Bonnie. And Aria.
0: But we also have your calls and thoughts, so we're going to go to those first. And we'll start with Crichton on the line in Kentucky. Crichton, you're on Free Talk Live. Go ahead.
6: Hi, guys. I wanted to actually uh, respond to uh, my uh, spirit host, Mark, um, about his... his, uh, is, in his view, is the fault of the free state movement moving into the Democratic Party. Um, I'm actually going to disagree with my spirit host, hmm. um, and and the reason I do this, I, I disagree with him because I started out my political life as green.
0: Mm.
6: Um, you said as and green, as, yeah. as, as a green, right? Green, as party.
0: A green party.
1: Yep. I
6: started um, as
0: a
1: communist. Mm-hmm.
6: Well, i we, we agree that we started out in the same place.
0: Yep, uh, Our um, co-host Nobody also started came from the left.
6: And uh, I shuffled back and forth between Democrat Party and the Republican Party before landing and finally landing in home and as, as a libertarian. Mm-hmm. But in my shuffles back and forth, I was able to integrate quite well into both sides. And I know how both sides talk, how both operate. Mm-hmm. I could do it. And I know that the trick is, is that what he I, seemed, I think that he was complaining about is that because oh, uh, free staters in general are very open people. Um,
0: I think they should be. So- I know the big complaint is that free staters are getting elected here in New Hampshire without being open. That are they're concealing uh, their belief systems, and if there are people doing that, I think that that's personally I find that to be wrong. I would not. I I would not advocate for that. Uh, although it is politics, and politics is dirty, so I understand why people feel like they might need to do that in order to. I don't really. Elect them,
2: I, I agree with Jason Osborne on this. It's like, why do they have to uh, disclose every single thing they're a member of? As long as they're disclosing their um, their beliefs, their beliefs yeah. when they run for office and what their platform what is I'm going saying. to be. I- like no one it, else has to dis- disclose what church they're a part yeah, of. And I'm not talking like about that.
0: if they're disclosing their free state or not. I'm talking about whether they're disclosing. If they're actually libertarians, right? Like if they have liberty-oriented beliefs and if they're trying to hide that, if they're pretending to be a communist or something like that, then I think that that sure. – I could not do that personally. I would yeah. not advocate anyone do that because I think that that's you know, fundamentally dishonest. Um, I would suggest it's well, fraud. I think yeah. it would be impossible for a libertarian to pretend to be a communist. I think it would be, be, be frauded, hard. It would
2: be really hard. Uh, I mean there,
1: there are libertarian there are- socialists out there who are basically communists, and uh, they, they don't really need a kind of conflict.
6: Well, I might disagree with that, but and might be mentally conflicted there. But I wouldn't be able to pretend to be a socialist. It was it was shocking to me when I realized the nature of the Green Party was, in fact, a socialist party for, for uh, nature. Well, mm-hmm. to be fair,
1: when I, when I run as a Democrat here in the near future, when I switch to being a Democrat, I'm obviously not going to hide my libertarianism or anything like that. But as you started saying a minute ago, it's about... It's about choosing what talking points you want to talk about and choosing how to talk about those particular talking points. I wouldn't go out yep. there and say, you know, abolish the school system, reduce taxes right. to zero while running as a Democrat. I would still hold those beliefs. But if I was doing a town hall, those wouldn't be the things I put front and center to talk about in front of a room full of Democrats.
0: But if I were talking about abolishing the schools, I wouldn't use it in those terms. I would say, let's give the ownership of the schools to the teachers and the staff then you've got an employee-owned co-op, basically. Yeah, that yeah, I like uh, that. That's the way you do it. That's how you keep the existing structure in place, and you literally hand over the ownership of that institution to the people who've worked there. And it could be based on and, tenure or whatever, or divvy it up evenly. They'll give the janitor an equal share as, as the teacher and as the principal. I mean, so, you know, whichever way, it's fine with me as long as it's yeah, no longer taxpayer-funded. And, taxpayer funded. Uh, and uh, uh, crime
6: punishment reduction... Is definitely a leftist point of view. That would work well.
2: Yeah. Criminal justice um, system uh, re- reforming. Reform.
0: Yeah, there's a lot of that stuff. I mean, to be fair, though, there's a lot of uh, crime and punishment, Democrats, just like there are Republicans. I mean, as much as the left wants to masquerade as though they're concerned about that issue, many of them are still ardent drug warriors. I mean, we saw... The uh, the drug bill here that would have ended the war on drugs entirely, and thirty five Democrats voted for it, but the rest of them voted to continue yeah, the war can, on drugs.
1: I wanted to. I'm glad you brought that up again because that's amazing. Getting seventy people to actually vote on ending the drug war entirely. First time
0: out. This has never been proposed before, so for the first time, I think seventy is actually really great, and yeah. it had zero fanfare. There was no media attention for this. The only people who spoke on it were Bonnie and and me and the sponsor of the bill at the at the hearing. There was literally no one else. Like the the state didn't even bother to uh, send someone to speak. Yeah, the about this. the
2: cop was there and just didn't.
0: He just sat there. Yeah, he sh- he signed a piece of paper against it, but he didn't actually. Uh, the state state cop that goes and testifies against all these things. He he didn't even speak on this one. So, Horrible like they, pig. They didn't think it was going to go anywhere. They thought it had no chance, and they were right. It didn't really have any chance, but uh, 70 isn't bad. That's a start. Anyway, Crichton, what else did you want to say? Yeah, That's just what I wanted to bring up. Thank you. Thanks for the call tonight, man. I appreciate it. The other thing I want to add in here is... As a libertarian activist, someone who's been involved with the Libertarian Party for some time, who resigned from the National Libertarian Party in 2008, which I did because of the frustration of having Republicans infiltrate the Libertarian Party, and then so successfully that they might, I might add that they ran former Republican like office holders as the Libertarian Party presidential candidates three elections in a row. 2008, it was Bob Barr, the former U.S. representative drug warrior from Georgia. Wow. Uh, the? And then in 2012 and 2016, it was Gary Johnson, the former Republican governor and from New Mexico. And Bill Weld as VP. Bill Weld ran as his VP as well, and it was a former governor of Massachusetts. So, he was a drug warrior, too. He was a despicable person, yeah. a Hillary Clinton champion and he had no
1: business being in the libertarian party. Gary Johnson brought him in and he said, you know, make him a lifetime membership and he'll he'll never betray you and then he <laughs> and immediately then he went back to the Republicans. Yeah. Yeah. Just like, you know, actual diehard libertarians said he was going to do. Yeah.
0: So, the, my point there is it was really frustrating to me as a libertarian in 2008 seeing over the years more and more of these non-libertarians coming into the party and just watering down the message. And running unprincipled candidates, and it was just so frustrating, I just walked away from it. I said, you know what, this isn't worth fighting over, and I'm done. Well, we can do the same thing to the Republicans and the Democrats. We can make uh, you know, their lives difficult in their party. Like, the most arch-Republicans, the most arch-Democrats are never going to accept the Libertarians. They're always going to push back against us. Some of them will be persuaded. Some of them will say, you know, these guys aren't so bad, they're all right. Uh, I'll support them on these issues or whatever, so I think we can build bridges with uh, with both sides. But there's always going to be those people that are the total purists that will never want anything to do with us. But we're going to frustrate the hell out of them. The more the more of us that we can get into these parties, the more difficult their lives become trying to have total control uh, over the parties that they've been used to having total control over. So like they can do it to us in the Libertarian Party, so we can do it back to them. And the only reason we can do it to them is because of the numbers that we have in New Hampshire. The libertarians outside of New Hampshire, they can't do this. They don't they barely even have enough members to put their own party together, let alone infiltrate the others. Here, we have enough free staters in New Hampshire to where we can have a strong libertarian party that's advocating actual libertarianism which is one of the things that the libertarian party of new hampshire is really good at these days is actually staying principled for the most part and advocating liberty oriented positions and then there's so many more libertarians we have that they can just go into the the two major parties and actually get elected as we're seeing and stir up uh some some frustration for the old guard so to speak let me go uh, back to the calls here we have our very own peakless mountaineer he is on the line calling from the Concord area in New Hampshire. Go ahead, Peekless.
7: Yeah, so I wanted to talk about uh, Signature Bank and yeah. its closure. Yeah,
0: let's talk about that because we know that uh, Silicon Valley Bank had like $200 billion in deposits and Signature Bank, I think it was like $88 billion or something like that, and they got frozen uh, by the feds and state regulators this weekend. What? Uh, so, what's the skinny on that?
2: tinfoil hat moment before, earlier you said all three banks, <laughs> Signature what are the other ones? Silicon Sil- Valley.
0: Silicon Valley and Silvergate.
2: Silvergate. All three you said start with SI, which mm-hmm. is in Spanish, C. So that's CCC, which is 333 and ge- uh, whatever it's called. Not geometry.
0: Numerology?
2: Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's 333. So that could be a signal. And that's signal. half of
0: 666.
2: Yeah, but 333 <laughs> is also a number that they use. Okay. So it could be a symbol.
1: I don't know enough about this. So how do you get from CCC C, C to 333?
2: 3, 3, because C is the third letter. It goes oh, one through oh, nine and then restarts the one through nine. C.
0: Okay, gotcha.
2: Okay, thank you. Yeah, so, sorry, I meant the letter C. So it goes from, it's green language. C can be the letter C.
0: Okay. And you get the C because it's yes. And
1: that yes.
2: means
0: something to some people?
2: It's it, Exactly. It's like a shout out to them who are in the know, who see, like those with the eyes to see, see that...
7: Okay. What do you think, Piklas? Okay. Well, I'm going to work my way back from tinfoil hat here. (laughs) Um, So my most tinfoil hat thing, or at least I thought it was, so as soon as Signature Bank went down, I'm like, oh, crap, they are targeting crypto-friendly banks. Mm -hmm. Now, I thought that was like maybe a little far out there, maybe a bit of a reach, And then Barney Frank comes out and says it Mm -hmm. and, and specifically says the regulators did not have to shut down signature. Really? Okay. So what we know is that, uh, that the first bank that got targeted targeted was the, okay. So not including Silvergate because that was kind of its own thing. And I think that is what uh, triggered this plan. So Silvergate goes down. That is uh, exclusively crypto friendly basically just doing crypto. Hmm. Then we know that the second largest bank failure in American history is specifically targeted by the California regulators. So they turn that bank over to the FDIC FDIC, uh, for bankruptcy essentially. And then we have a New York bank that is especially known. I mean, it's still a bank; it it, it does bank things, but it's especially known for being the biggest crypto friendly bank. And they target that one and turn that over to the FDIC.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: I don't know how crypto friendly they are, though. Like, I I don't know that. I might uh, have signature, seen yeah, they, they,
0: yeah, they they had some exchanges, I think.
1: Okay,
2: Edge Wallet said they did not bank with Signature, so that's good.
0: Okay, but uh, I, what I heard with Signature was that there was a small run on Signature Bank of like ten billion or something like that. Like so that's not enough to kill the bank. So, what was the excuse that they used to take this thing over? Do you know?
7: I don't know what the excuse was. They said that uh, they're trying to prevent a uh, cascading effect. <laughs> so it's it's nonsense they're they're throwing fog at this Mm -hmm. now what they're really doing is they're telling every bank you better get out of this industry or we will not protect you anymore right because every bank in order to compete has to do an unbelievable amount of shady nonsense so they get protected by the regulators Now what they're uh, so number one, they're telling all of their banks stay out of this market, Mm -hmm. or else we will not protect you. You could be next, exactly. And they're also letting everyone know that like it's go time, it's on. We are willing to take down our own banks in order to fight cryptocurrency.
1: See, I'm getting sort of a opposite perspective. Like they they lost FTX and all of the FTX customers, all of the exchange customers. Their SOL, they're going to lose their money, but the ones who went to a conventional bank and who have problems that are identical to the problems that FTX face, you know, of not having enough liquidity, not having the money they're supposed to have, all as long as you went to an actual bank, you're protected. The FDIC is going to have your back. They're going to make sure you get all of your money back, even if it's above what they were actually supposed to insure.
0: Well, that is another way to look at this, Peakless. I mean, the you've got the federal government announcing to, uh, yesterday in a press release that they're going to be backstopping... Uh, giving you know backing to all the customer deposits, even the uninsured ones in Signature Bank and at Silicon Valley Bank. So I mean that would suggest that they're actually, I mean inadvertently maybe helping these cryptocurrency exchanges and businesses because they would have been up S Creek and now they're going to use other fees from other banks and the federal what do they call it, the deposit uh, insurance fund. To pay them all off. So everybody with a, a billion or two or whatever in, in their account, they're going to get access to it this week. Yes, today, apparently.
7: Well, and a lot of these customers are going to go to the big banks, especially uh, JPMorgan Chase. Yeah. And now it's going to have control over these uh, companies. True. true. Uh, also, a, a big part of this is I think that they are trying to simulate as best they can a run on crypto using their banking establishment. Now, they can't attack the crypto that doesn't use their banking establishment at all, really, but they can attack the the ones that do, and this is the best that they can do to attack those. Mm -hmm. Now, if any banks are going to close soon, I think that those are probably also going to be tech-oriented, internet-oriented, and uh, crypto-related if they can do it. Oh, and uh, an important fe- uh, feature like that Arya touched on is that uh, it, they say that the taxpayers aren't going to pay for this, and it, it's it is money that they already printed up. So when they printed the $6 trillion that they handed out during COVID, about half of that, so about $1 trillion went into the foreign markets, and about $2 trillion went into the excess reserves. So that's the banker's bank. So that's mm. just being held in savings. And I still think that's what they're going to use to back the FDIC on this.
0: Well, so they had said in their uh, press release, now who knows what the, the truth is, but the claim in their release here, according to the Federal Reserve's own website, is that any losses to the deposit insurance fund, and right now I believe that has about $128 billion in it prior to silicon valley bank failing and silicon valley bank as we know is about 200 billion in in deposits so you add to that uh signature bank and you're up to about 280 billion or so so it's more than twice what they have in the federal deposit insurance fund so that's going to be wiped out here and so then they're saying that supporting uninsured depositors will be recovered by a quote special assessment on banks so they're basically going to raise the rates that the banks are having to pay into this uh, deposit fund or something like that. And of course, that means the customers are ultimately gonna pay the price. So, I mean, unless they're gonna hit the print button, and it sounds like they're trying to avoid that. Uh, they're basically going to hit banks with greater fees. And the only way those banks are going to be able to pay those fees is by lowering the benefits to their customers, increasing ra- you know, fees that they're charging their customers, and somehow recouping this uh, from those customers. At least that's how I'm reading yeah. this.
7: Yeah, I think uh, I think long term what they're trying to do with this is to get people to cry out for a central bank digital currency yeah. as a solution to these problems.
0: Yeah, I think so. That's what Bonnie was saying earlier.
7: No, I think it was Aria.
1: Oh, okay.
2: But But I believe it too.
1: I prefer Occam's Razor, which is this idea that all things being equal, the simplest answer is usually the correct one. I think that's what's going on here with cryptocurrency. Uh, There's an obvious solution here that I think is getting overlooked. Mm. Like two years ago, the Super Bowl, the largest sporting event in the world, was filled with cryptocurrency ads. That was last year. Okay, yeah. Yeah. But NFTs were exploding. Uh, It was all the craze. Web3, VR, Metaverse, all this great stuff. And it just created this huge bubble. Yes, there was a bubble then, and it burst. And we're still seeing some of the fallout from that, like Crypto.com, Bankrupt, FTX, Bankrupt, Crypto.com's not bankrupt. But they're not doing well, though. And, and, okay. You know, a few years ago, or a year ago, they They had were, to fire
0: people. I mean, all these companies have right. been firing.
1: But they were people. advertising in the Super Bowl. Yes. They had a ton of money.
0: This year, there were no crypto ads in the Super Bowl, from what I was told. I no, didn't watch it. Some cryptocurrency
1: or some exchange, they bought a stadium. I think it was Sophie. FTX did. FTX did. Yeah. So, cryptocurrency was this huge space that was growing and it was this giant bubble and it burst. Mm-hmm. And Silvergate collapsing is a result of that. Uh, this other right. one collapsing that we're seeing today, uh, signature. Signature, yeah. Just just an ongoing result. I don't think there's necessarily anything no. nefarious. No, no,
7: that. No, so that, that's a completely different game. So uh, Silvergate collapsing was because of the crypto uh, crash. Yeah. But uh, Signature was basically just a regular bank doing the regular bank shenanigans, which I mean, of course, said, they're you not. you
1: said they were very crypto friendly, which means they had their heads the majority... in crypto,
7: right? No, I'm saying no. The majority of their of their business is regular banking stuff. Mm-hmm. But they were they ex- they were expressly crypto friendly. That still didn't account for the majority of their business, though. Okay,
1: I don't think it necessarily has to.
7: Well, it's uh, and the thing is, uh, the guy who would know, which is Barney Frank. I mean, he's probably the like top five of uh, uh, of Congress that know anything about economics. Honestly. Mm-hmm. Uh, so uh, he's one of the one of the most effective people to know about whether or not they would need to close them down, said, no, they didn't need to close them down. So, I mean, he might be lying, mm-hmm. but I don't know what benefit that would give him, really. Well, oh, he's a um, banker
1: trying well, to protect he, his registration, he, regi- reputation and his wealth.
0: We haven't heard any reason why this bank has been closed at this point. Um, and this guy, Frank, who's on their board, he says that he believes it was because of crypto. He believes that that's the reason they targeted yeah. this bank as a as a shot across the bow, so to speak. Uh, yeah. Because- and,
7: and 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 that's a big part of this is this isn't like the, the first war. This is just like the declaration. So mm. they're not going to screw their banks, but they are warning their banks that, hey, if you get involved with crypto, we won't protect you. And they have to keep the faith up. That your deposits will be safe, so they're not going to crash all of these uh, uh, crypto companies yet.
0: Yeah, as uh, according to a CoinDesk article about this issue, they are just all that's been said was it was to quote unquote protect depositors. So who knows what that means? What the real reason was? They're not they're not being more crystal clear than than that. Very nebulous statement. Uh, Peklis, anything else you want to share on this topic?
7: oh yeah uh so Mark brought up the uh rusty wrench attack um the, the the also known as the five dollar wrench attack for like holding your money in uh in your own wallet mm-hmm. where so somebody there are violence. Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, there, there's actually multiple solutions to this. Um, so one of them is just really simple. You, like, if you want to do it yourself, you just have multiple wallets with different amounts in them. Mm-hmm. So then when someone threatens you, you can give them a wallet with the amount that you think will will satisfy them, and then you won't be ruined. Um, And there's also uh, uh, what they call hard wallets, uh, which sort of uh, air gap your your crypto. And those will sometimes set this up specifically to do this for you. So there's an easy one. Oh, and... um, as far as the whole uh, uh, Democrat versus Republican in New Hampshire, it's really mostly about the fact that the Democrats gave up their anti-war stance around uh, about when Obama came in. So they stopped uh, the the big libertarian thing that they were doing then, and that made, by default, the, the Republicans, the more libertarian of the two parties.
2: Yeah, that's a great point. But I bet we could get a lot of regular people who are Democrats on, uh, you know, to – at least listen to us if we were talking about you know like anti-war stuff it's it's just like the staple or you know the people the big people in charge that are not anti-war anymore
7: yeah I, I really wish that we could all come together and have an anti-war party i think that that would gain a lot of traction from the left and the right
0: thank you peakless mountaineer i appreciate that i mean i think the anti-war party is the libertarians right uh they're the ones that, that did the rally in dc recently so uh, there's got more the coming left. up here it's free talk live It is Free Talk Live. You can join us here and bring up whatever you want. The number is 603-283-6160. That's 603-283-6160. And you can join us online. Just head over to freetalklive.com. And you can support the show on the website or through the website. Uh, Via the AMPS program, amps.freetalklive.com is where you can sign up, as Conrad has done. Uh, Conrad has uh, joined as a gold-level supporter of our AMPS program. You can join him over there at amps.freetalklive.com. It's a way for you to help us do what we do here, talking about the ideas of peace and liberty and cryptocurrency and freedom here seven nights a week on broadcast radio and online as well. And you can do that over at amps.freetalklive.com, amps.freetalklive.com. It's our Patreon. You get some cool perks when you sign up, like access to the AMP-only podcast that has the full radio show archives without any recorded commercials. Just go to amps.freetalklive.com and you can get signed up there. Let's go to the phones here. Ricky is in Pennsylvania. You're on Free Talk Live. Ricky.
5: Thank you there, brother Ian, sister Bonnie, sister Aurea.
0: Ricky, have why? you uh, have you decided to begin calling again? Because last week you said you were no longer going to call when Ari is on the air. Oh no, only when she's hosting. Why is that? She's hosting tonight.
2: No, no, he means co-hosting. for a seat.
0: Huh? He's
1: co-hosting.
0: Oh, I see what you're saying. So, so why is that, Ricky? All
1: right. Well, huh? Why is that? I don't
5: think it's important to get into. There's something much more interesting. All
1: right. Okay.
5: What's that? Well. Uh, I heard what Sister Aria said about being a libertarian and running as a Democrat, and that made me think of my own experience, which I wanted to throw out there for discussion. In late 17 going into 18, I was running for representative of District 189 against the incumbent Rosemary Brown, the Republican. Now, at that time, I was doing very well, as Ricky from the Commonwealth. I had support from the police. I had support uh, from an arms manufacturer who contacted me. I had support from local businesses and establishments in my district. I also had support uh, from the pagans. Now, when I say that, I mean what they call the gang, but I call the club of my district. And even though I didn't want it, I inadvertently gained support from the Klan. But here's Wait, who is the
2: happened. Pagans? Sorry, I just want you to go back. Who who are the Pagans?
5: Well, they're a group that has districts all across the country. Kind of like Moose Lodge or Elk
2: Lodges? They're known
5: as the street gang, but I call them the club because they're very misunderstood.
2: Okay. Okay. I've never
0: heard, heard of-, of these people. I mean, I've heard of Pagans, but I no, didn't know there was yeah, a street gang. Maybe. No, and, I, and I'm a
1: Satanist who has dabbled in Wicca and other Celtic and Pagan traditions, and I've never heard of this.
0: Oh, nonetheless. I'll take his word for it. Sure. Okay. Okay.
5: But the point is I did at a point, uh, speak to a chairwoman and she, uh, she knew what I was all about. You know, the, my whole stance, you know, everybody did because of the show, Secession, right to bear arms, my
0: economics. Uh huh. And you're running that. as a Democrat. Right. And everybody knew it. I'm Ricky
5: from the Commonwealth. There was no secret. Everybody knew it. Okay. Well, here's what happened. I ended up being invited to, quote, a meet and greet. And what happened was I get there on time. Well, here they were already done. Hmm. But here's what's unfortunate. When I walked into the door, I was all done up as I usually am, with the wide brimmed hat, black hat, the leather jacket, dressed all in black clothes with the long black duster, the Confederate flagged boots, the whole thing. And what happened is immediately when I walked into the door, an older black woman started bawling. And immediately when that happened, two people grabbed me, one on each arm and one on the other, and they tried to tear me apart. Well, my mouth started moving. Okay, and I broke loose. But the next thing I hear is get this man a petition. I didn't even have mine. Here it was an ass-kissing session for that purpose. petition for what? Because in Pennsylvania, you have to get 400 Democrats to sign your petition
2: to run. I can't believe they put their hands on you just because someone was offended Basic. at a symbol that was on you.
0: You have well, to, you're saying, hold on, you're saying that in Pennsylvania, anyone yeah. who runs to run as a Democrat has to get 400 signatures?
5: Uh, if they're running as a
8: Democrat
5: for office, they have to get 400 signatures from Democrats on their petition by a certain period in time. Oh, yeah, no. That's
2: give ridiculous. And NH- Don't give the New Hampshire ones any ideas. Is that something they would love okay, to do? I but
5: anyway, the do end of here. the story, here's the end of the story, how it ended up. Okay. Now, I ended up breaking loose, and I went outside, and that same man came out and started talking to me, how long it was. He'd run as an independent. I said, no, I'm a Democrat. Essentially, I'm a, dem- a Confederate Democrat. There's no secret about that. But the be-all and end-all of me, why it fell apart is because of the hard winter, 17 going wow. into 18, it was so bad, I didn't get enough petitions. But if I could do it again, and I can't because of my blindness, mm-hmm. I wouldn't change a thing. Imagine if I tried to run as a Republican, like Ari is saying. In the, in the debates, it would be a disaster.
0: Well, it sounds you know? like it didn't work out for you, uh, but thanks for the heads up on that, Ricky, because I another reason for libertarians to leave uh, Pennsylvania, and I thank you for the call tonight, uh, if it's 400 signatures just to run for it's office crazy. there, I don't know if you meant like state rep or whatever it was, but no, that's here, what said. Yeah. Yeah, here it's $2. If you yeah, want to run no as a Democrat, no signatures necessary. No signatures. You can if it's an option. So if you don't want to get, if you don't want to pay two dollars, <laughs> you can go and get 150 signatures from. They have to be specifically from your, you know, your region or whatever the the area in which you would be the the representative for. So you can't get signatures from people that live outside that area. It's actually kind of a challenge because like, hard, yeah. Yeah, 150 people is, is and a high like number. if you're
2: running Republican, do they have to be Republican? Because that seems to be what Ricky was saying in no, his I case. No, I don't think
0: so. I don't think they would. No, hmm. no. Well, I looked it um, up in
2: the pagans because I was imagining like people living out in the woods and doing witchcraft and they're also a gang and that'd be kind of weird. I looked it up. It's a outlaw motorcycle gang.
0: Yeah, that's what oh. Minor Ache in our Odyssey chat room says. Apparently they are a rival to the Hell's Angels. Well, I never heard of them.
2: Yeah. yeah, that makes sense to me don't too. Don't run in those circles. <laughs> no, they founded in Maryland.
0: Uh, but yeah, so if you're a libertarian, if you're an activist, if you uh, want to actually have a shot at winning something, then you got to get to New Hampshire, and you got you really should run as one of the the two major parties. $2 to file for these offices.
1: I definitely want to see more minorities of all descriptions coming to New Hampshire as part of the Liberty Mi- Migration. And yeah,
0: libertarians, sure.
1: Yeah, and I think that would help us, you know, get a stronger foothold in, Lib- in the Democrat Party.
0: It's like you say, I mean, you got the card, play it. If you're a black yeah. guy or whatever, if you're a trans person or you're a gay guy, you know, you should be running Even as a like Democrat. like women,
2: and it's kind of sad because like women don't really move here by themselves.
0: Mm, that's true.
2: But one thing is like, The winter. I mean, my friend in Massachusetts, she's trans actually, but uh, she said that she would never move here without a boyfriend because she doesn't want to deal with Uh. the heating situation and she just doesn't want to be not taken care of in the... You know, he- heating situation, and I don't know. She that's, lives at her
0: parents' house right now, which is why she's in Massachusetts.
2: Then. That that's silly, though. New Hampshire <laughs> isn't any colder
1: than Massachusetts. It's like
0: but she's 12, got her, She's living in her
1: parents. Yeah, but it's like twelve feet away.
2: I think it's like yeah, the city versus. Oh, there's okay. well, that, and also city versus like rural, and like I'm yeah. pretty sure they have like a heater in their house instead of like here.
0: I have a heater. Yeah, we all have heaters.
2: Don't we only have a heater in this room? No. For the
0: <laughs> no, oh. the whole house has uh, has a propane heater.
2: Well, that's what I mean. She didn't want to, like, deal with figuring out how to do the propane or wood chips or things like that.
0: Most places, uh, you don't have to deal with that much. No,
1: I have a company that comes out once a month and they leave a bill on my door.
0: Hmm.
2: Oh, also, like, digging her car out. Okay, You only have to deal with it when... It does suck. Unless uh, you have a garage.
0: Yeah, you only really have to deal... Well, then you still have to have a path out of the garage. But uh, you only have to really deal with it when something breaks. And inevitably something will break, but then you just call the landlord if you're a renter, and they're supposed to take care of that for you, you know? All right. Uh, The number here, if you want to join the show, it's 603-283-6160. So this morning, we already had the news that Signature Bank has been seized by the federal government. We knew that uh, Silicon Valley Bank at the end of last week was seized on Friday. And so the Signature Bank thing happened over the weekend— then we get the news that the federal government is going to guarantee all depositors, no matter how large, to these banks. And they're going to, to charge the other banks that still exist a so-called special assessment in order to cover it. Which, which sounds to me like everyone who is in the banking system is going to pay for this. Now, it's not going to likely be direct. They're not going to hit your account with a special fee or something like that. But what they'll probably do is adjust the rates. So so if right now the rates that they're paying people are 0.02%, well then they're going to go to 0.01%. And the other amount of that is going to go to the federal government to pay for all these other banks that are failing. But the thing is, they're hoping that they can just stop it here right they're hoping that this will be as far as it goes it's just not going to be a contagion it's just going to be these two banks just happens to be the second and third largest banks that have fa- failed in the history of the United States banking system so you know they're just hoping that'll be it and if that is it you know they'll probably get through this but we if we can make banks, it not
2: it if we keep running on the banks.
0: And that's where we can yes, absolutely we can make an effect on this, I think. If the people of the United States decide that they don't trust banks anymore, then they should get down there this week and pull some money out of there i'm not saying we're you doing our part your, i'm not saying you should close your whole account or anything like that i mean if you can then you might want to consider it but the pro
2: tip you might have to email ahead and tell them how much you want to take out
0: if you have a large amount yeah if you've got over ten thousand dollars in your account they may tell you no uh that you may have to ask specifically in an email or a phone call for them to quote order the funds because they're going to claim they don't have it like on hand uh, yeah. on hand so that's uh for people that have large amounts but for the average person you can probably just go in and uh and remove some money from uh from the bank and
2: well average isn't right because as we know 70 percent live paycheck to paycheck so they literally can't participate without like their True. automatic payments not going through
0: yeah so I'm, I'm not a financial advisor but if you want to make this worse for the banks you can help by taking your money into your own hands because remember when the bank has money that was yours it is not yours right when it's in the bank
2: if peakless is right and this is you know the government's uh scheme to you know just you know do a chilling effect on banks using cryptocurrency and and it wasn't just a natural occurrence well we can make it a bad idea for them by running on the bank
0: hashtag bank run Uh, So here's some other news that's related to all this. So before trading in the stock market started today, they do uh, this thing called after-hours trading where you can, and I'm not a stock expert or anything, but I have seen this in the stock trading apps and such, is that you can trade a stock even though the market's not open. Okay. And basically what that means is you can order the trade, but it doesn't actually go in. Until the market opens, does that mean you can cancel it before the market opens? I believe so. Okay, yeah, uh, but I'm not an expert, right? Anyway, that before the market opened today, there were banks that were down big time. So one of them is called First Republic Bank, was down like sixty plus percent before the market even opened,
2: and that was because like they had big accounts or something with another bank that fell. I don't know what the reason SIDs?
0: is for that. It could just be people freaking out and is saying, it, well, I it want to was sell that.
2: The- I, I saw a headline that said something like, I don't, I don't think they have accounts with another bank. That doesn't make sense. But somehow they were like propped up by one of these other banks that fell. Hmm.
0: So okay.
1: that's why
2: they got uh, a bunch of people sold their stocks or whatever. I can
0: see that. They're all interwoven to mm. one degree or another. Well, the curious thing was this particular bank, First Republic Bank, over the weekend, if you search social media for hashtag bank run... You would find video of people on Saturday at a branch of First Republic Bank in Brentwood, California, line out the door along the side of the building of the bank. Long line of people waiting to get in on a Saturday. For what reason? I don't know. I don't know if anybody bothered to actually stop and talk to those people, which is what I would have done if I had the time. If I saw a bank line like that, I would go and I'd, I'd interview those people. I say, "What are you doing here? Sure, what, but, why are you here? But you're with the media, right? Yeah. Most
1: people won't. But I mean, once you start seeing this sort of thing happen, and you see a line outside the bank of people trying to withdraw their money, the the only thing you can do is get in that line and hope that you can cash out before, before they run out of money. Else, yeah. So w- once this thing starts. You've got to get in line, and you've got to hope that you can beat everyone else to it. But So, go now.
0: So, this is the interesting thing. Well, it's a little late for right now, but uh, tomorrow morning. Yes. Right? Tomorrow. But the uh, So, the First Republic Bank, the very same bank where there was a line out the door on Saturday, just happened to be the bank that's getting the headlines this morning. So, somebody got – like, somebody let the word out, right? Because, I mean, Bonnie and I uh, – Bonnie, you know, we have the uh, – we don't <laughs> – I can't bank with TD anymore, but Bonnie has an account – and the Shirefree Church has an account over at uh, TD Bank to facilitate, you know, payments coming to Free Talk Live and things like that. Right. And so she went in on Sunday because TD's open on Sunday. My thought was, if we can get in on Sunday before people come in Monday to, uh, you know, raid their accounts or whatever, then we should do that. And so she went over there and uh, it didn't seem any busier than it normally would be. No,
2: I walked straight to a teller and yeah. I didn't even have to wait in line.
0: This morning, uh, we happened to be out traveling. I uh, was doing some volunteering at the courthouse and we drove by TD on the way home and didn't seem like there was, you know, there was no line out the door or anything like that. So, like, the panic isn't happening at this time. It's pretty, at least here, it's That's not what happening. I would
1: expect from New Hampshire, though. New Hampshire's kind of chill and laid back and. It just sort of has this attitude of, oh, we'll we'll, we'll wait this one out and let it blow over.
2: Yeah, apparently that was, uh, like, lots of grocery stores were freaking out for, oh, no, it was uh, Thanksgiving, but not in New Hampshire. You know, people, you know, the last minute they show up and buy Mm. all their food for Thanksgiving in most places. didn't happen here, you're saying? Yeah, I heard reports Hmm. that it didn't happen here.
0: So it's that very bank, First Republic Bank, that's getting the headlines here, according to, I mean, just looking at their stock, because there were a lot of articles or stories that came out this morning saying that they were already down prior to the opening bell. And then what happened after the stock market officially opened was the market, because it's a centrally controlled market, froze First Republic Bank, froze apparently a bunch of other banks from being even being able to be traded Because they were down so much. Yeah. So that's how the day started. But of course, how a day starts doesn't always translate to how it ends. So what happened at the end of the day today? Well, according to the... Who makes
1: these decisions on freezing a stock?
0: I presume some very well-connected people.
1: They would have to be. And that's completely insane. Oh, the bleeding
0: from these stocks is just too
1: great. Can't let these people
0: get out anymore. Yep. 61%, by the way, uh, is what First Republic Bank went down today. 61 percent brutal it's pretty brutal and that's not the uh, not the only one uh according to what is this one here yahoo news i hope they all burn in hell western alliance bancorp lost 76 percent its biggest drop ever pacwest bancorp down 41 percent according to the daily mail i think you have this story aria a hundred billion dollars was wiped off the u.s banking market in a single day today in stocks. Brutal. Former White House advisor calls it the tip of the iceberg while Biden got on a speech saying that everything's totally fine. You know that the meme of the dog in the burning (laughs) building? This is fine. Yeah. Yeah. That's literally what Joe Biden did today was he got up on a podium and he claimed the banking system is safe.
1: Well, that's his job.
0: Yeah. His job
1: is to keep people from panicking while his buddies, the well-connected, the elites, get all their money out.
0: Right. Who do you think is selling those uh, those stocks? Yep. Apparently the Silicon Valley Bank, I think it was the CEO, the day before they were seized sold off millions of dollars worth of his stock. Dude, at,
1: at that point, you got it. I don't support violence, but if someone were to hang someone, I wouldn't necessarily feel that it was unjustified. It's a terrible idea, and I wouldn't do it, and you should not do it. But if someone did, Hang this bank CEO, I would not think they did not deserve it.
0: The story here from (laughs) uh, Daily Mail Bank of America down 5.8%. So, I mean, some of the bigger banks are all down as well, just not like brutally down. Uh, Trading was intermittently halted on at least 20 regional banks as the velocity of money forced regulators to intervene. The big four of U.S. banks Why did they intervene before the CEO of this
1: bank sold his hundreds of millions of dollars in stock and got out scot-free without taking any penalty whatsoever? A hundred millions of dollars now while the little people down at the bottom, they get screwed over. Yeah, Yeah. isn't
2: the captain only supposed to go down with his ship?
0: Yeah. Not if you're a bank captain. Uh, and then you get a, a golden parachute, as they call it. The big four of U.S. banks were drawn into the bloodletting. Citigroup share price dived 7.45%. Wells Fargo down over 7%. Bank of America near 6 And J.P. Morgan... Just about 2% down. So literally by freezing these stocks, all they did was make sure the little people
1: couldn't sell. Because the bigwigs, the CEO, mm-hmm. the CFOs, they had already sold prior because they knew that they this know. crap was coming. Right. So they sold all their stuff and then the price went down and they said, oh no, yeah. we need to we need to freeze the stock. We can't have all these people selling. And then you, little guy out there with $2,000 to your name and the stock you're exchange, screwed. you're screwed. Right, it happened
2: right before you know, COVID too.
1: Yeah, it did. People buying stocks in, like, Zoom. I think Zoom was one of them. Well-connected people bought
2: a whole bunch of stocks and things that were, like, about to really skyrocket, like PPP, personal protection. Meaning
0: they knew that this was coming because this was all a government plot, right, to bring the COVID thing?
2: Well, even if they
1: didn't, you know, they bought a bunch of shares in, you know, companies that produce masks. So Mm -hmm. then they have an interest and making right. masks be mandated. And this happened all over the United States and no one was like, you know, wait, this is a little bit messed up. You own this company that's manufacturing the masks here mm-hmm. and you just forced us to have to buy these stupid things. Yeah. It happened all over though.
0: Uh, Let's see what other takeaways we have here. According to the Daily Mail, among the worst affected regional banks, First Republic, 62%, Western Alliance, which closed with a loss of 47%, and KeyCorp, which I presume is KeyBank, but I'm not sure, uh, which dropped by 21%. The decline struck the street despite Joe Biden making an intervention minutes before the market opened to claim that, quote, Americans can have confidence that the banking system is safe, unquote. Well, that's trustworthy. Yeah, if you I've can't ever just heard it. say
1: that, right? Because you're gonna have. <laughs> but that's confidence. all he can do.
0: Know. But, you know, like there's nothing. There's no way out of this. I mean, this house of cards cannot stay up forever. I mean, they're gonna try. They're trying their best to keep it standing.
1: I know, but we've said we've been saying for years now that the entire system was it's a house of cards built on sand. Yes. With, with the tide steadily going out and washing all the sand away.
2: But that's why that's all Joe Biden can do is because the only thing keeping the House of Cards up is people's faith in it. Mm,
0: yeah, good that's point. a good point. And that's the thing. That's what they want you to do. They want you to keep the faith. Literally, that was Biden's campaign slogan Ew. at one point during really? the election. I yes. I remember that
2: for some reason. Yeah,
0: no malarkey. No, no, no. Okay, so, I mean, he had different slogans. But at one point. The header on his Twitter profile was literally a graphic that said "Keep the faith." Gross. That was gross, and, that, gross.
2: and it, I mean it's it's obviously a religion.
0: That's the point, yeah. That, and we we pointed it out on the air at the time uh, when it had happened, and they, so it's a, so important for people to believe in the dollar, to believe in the uh, the banking system, because if that if that belief shakes, if it fractures. And people start doing what Bonnie suggested, which is get your money out of the banks. It is not safe there, people. I understand that's what Biden is telling you. But when a politician's lips are moving, you know to not believe them. So don't believe him on this one. It may look safe. They may have a safe. But that doesn't mean your money's in it. Okay? And they have no obligation to keep your money on hand. They can loan it out. They can, they can loan out money they don't even have. I mean, this whole system is a scam from top to bottom. It is. I'm, I'm not saying the average teller understands this or the even the average loan officer at the bank. So I don't think that everyone that that works for banks are like part of the evil plot. Right, especially se. not
2: the tellers. Like the girls I dealt with the other day, they didn't even seem to be aware that there might be something going on. Like, right, yeah. I mean, they definitely hadn't dealt with anybody else trying to take out money that day. That's what I like about the libertarians like on
1: Free Talk Live is we don't lose sight of things like that. So many libertarians, like I talked to NBC today and they mm-hmm. So you know, you can come tour our evil corporate headquarters or whatever and I put out, look, I don't think that you people in the mainstream media are evil, right? That's what they said. I haven't lost sight of that, that you're just a person trying to do what you think is fair yeah. and just, and you're trying to make the world a better place. Yeah. So many libertarians lose sight of that, and they think that by working for a bank or the mainstream media or whatever else, you just right. sort of become this blank automaton who mm-hmm. exists only for the purposes of evil. And as Bonnie pointed out, the tailors aren't evil. They don't know what's going on. There's nope. there's just someone who's making $17 an hour trying to get right. the benefits and trying to raise their kids right. or whatever. They, they're going
2: to stand. I I noticed that they have no chairs in there. They're going to stand for eight hours. Um, mm, yeah. I just want to quote Justin. I can't
1: feel too bad for those so-do fast food people.
2: Yeah, but it sucks. They should have chairs in fast food places too. But, anyways, you gotta um, keep moving. <laughs> yeah, that's a good point.
1: Well, the people making the food, yeah. But yeah. if you're answering phones or taking orders or whatever, yeah, the, sure. these people should have Definitely.
2: chairs. Definitely. Anyways, I, that's, I'm passionate about that. People I, at like front desks of hotels, they should be able to sit and nobody should get mad at them like they're not mm. working. No, it's boomers that do that because yeah. they think if you're miserable, then
1: you're not doing your job. I mean, if you're miserable, then you're doing your job. And right. If you don't look miserable, then you... You are lazy yeah.
2: or something. Sorry. But I just wanted to quote Justin O'Donnell. He's called in. He's a liberty activist in New mm-hmm. Hampshire. Uh, his tweet just now, he said, I have a idea for a flash mob. Let's all join um, Lions in front of banks.
0: Okay, cool. Even if you don't have an account, just to make them look longer? No, basically?
2: it's just he's just saying we need to run on the banks.
0: Although, that would be interesting, though, just to stand in a line just to make it look more dramatic, even if you didn't have an account there, mm. <laughs> just be like a professional line just, stander. That would freak
2: people out. That's <laughs> yeah, a good point. there's more
0: coming up.
1: Free Talk Live.
0: It is Free Talk Live, and you can join the show here as we third hour, the number is 603-283-6160, especially if you've seen something related to a bank run today, maybe you happen to see a line out the door at your local bank or corporate bank, Uh, maybe you work at a bank and you're hearing things. Because definitely somebody heard something over the weekend at First Republic Bank because there was a line out the door in Brentwood, California. People got video and photos, multiple people who were in that area, you know, highly populated part of, uh, I Florida? guess, Florida? I thought, you said, I thought you said it was California. It was California. Did I say Florida? Brent, Brentwood, California.
1: Uh, what I like most is is, is the, the, the reality or my suspicion that no one said anything, no one knew anything was coming. One friend just said something to another friend who said something mm-hmm. to another friend. And it all happened organically through word of mouth in a way that big tech and the banks and governments could not have predicted. And next thing you know, there's this giant line outside because that could very well be how these things happen. Then there's this giant line outside the bank and they had no time to plan or do anything about it. Oh, we built. It's just like the supply chain problems here in the United States, right? Where every single company we have, they order like three days supply of stuff. Just enough stuff to last them for the next three days. They have just enough to last them. They They call it just in time. And they need that next shipment to arrive. Otherwise, they collapse. The entire system is extraordinarily precarious. And one little mistake causes everything to go crashing down. And the banking system is exactly the same way, where everything is precarious. Everything is hanging right on the edge. And just one little nudge the wrong direction breaks it.
0: Yeah, which is to say in this case the nudge would be the loss of confidence, not per se in the dollar cuz that hasn't happened quite yet. Only because but,
1: people don't understand. That's right.
0: But in the banks themselves, that's where the loss of confidence is here. And you were talking about uh or we're just generally talking about, you know, people running on the banks and how the word spreads. Well, now we have social media. And we didn't really have that quite, you know, it wasn't quite there in 2008. I mean, yeah, there was MySpace and, you know, Facebook was just getting started. But social media didn't have the influence in 2008 that it does today, 15 years later. And Thomas Massey, who's a, a U.S. representative... Probably the worst. He's probably known I would say he's probably like the closest thing we have to a Ron Paul in, you know, DC these days. Here's what he said on let's see, this was yesterday. He said, just got off a Zoom meeting with the Fed, Treasury, FDIC, House, and Senate. A Democrat senator essentially asked whether there was a program in place to censor information on social media that could lead to a run on the banks.
1: What a horrible concept. I hope the answer was no. Well, we know that at
0: the very least
1: uh, Twitter... Yeah, did he
2: give any... Uh, did he say what the answer was? Because that would be bad.
1: I mean, we do know they have all of these mechanisms in place in regard to, at least in COVID-19, suppressing information or calling it misinformation. That's all it's going to take is to say, oh no, yeah. that's mis- this, these bank runs, that's misinformation.
0: Well, presumably, I don't. I would hope that the new Twitter under Elon Musk would not participate in that.
2: The new Twitter under Elon Musk banned me for a week for calling Joe Biden a fag when he's openly yeah, that's true. straight.
0: That's true. But he's uh,
1: absolutely
2: a fag.
0: Right. <laughs> it is not a free speech platform. There's no doubt about that. But given that Twitter is actually revealing all this information about how the government was trying to manipulate things on Twitter in the past, I would hope they would be more resistant to that well, uh, today. Well, Elon Musk— but-
2: Probably doesn't want the banks to fail. He doesn't have enough room for all his money in his house. Well, I mean, mm, most of point. his stuff is over leveraged, right?
0: Most of his wealth is stocks. Okay, yep. and that's And that's true with most billionaires. Well, is, I bet
2: he has bank stocks.
0: He may, but I mean his own stocks. So, like, he has a lot of his own Tesla oh. stocks and whatever other companies he owns, and that's where the bulk of his wealth comes from.
1: Elon Musk, man. I, I got to give him credit for doing so little and yet earning such massive amounts of money. Like, he is... He's not only just the richest man in the world; he's also the least productive man. He sits here and
0: tweets all day. Yeah, he
1: he hasn't produced anything. His (laughs) companies don't really produce anything. Well, he
0: must hire good management or something, right? He
1: does seem to do that, but like, and and from what I understand, most of his management at uh, SpaceX. Their job is basically to keep a rain, keep the reins on Elon Musk and keep him mm. from firing important employees on a whim. <laughs> and and, keep him out of the office. Yeah, and Twitter didn't have those mechanisms in place. And that's one of the issues they well, had Well, that's good for
0: Tesla that, or for SpaceX because if he's right. busy with Twitter, then he can't do anything with the other also, companies. Just, but I, I mean, know.
1: SpaceX has been built around him, so they know when Elon comes in, okay, we, we hide these employees away from him <laughs> and we send these upper management people who know how to deal with yeah. Elon Musk.
2: I don't know if this really adds to Arya's point, but I just found out a great reason to not have a Tesla is that you spend like four times the time that it would take to get a car fixed if if your Tesla breaks. Like, remember when I showed you that video, Ian, uh, Ian of a girl who a big branch fell on her Tesla? Damaged it? Well, that was like two months ago, right? Okay. She is about like a couple days away from getting... Her first, like, inspection so they can decide what needs to be Ooh, done. Geez. And Good then Lord. she has to wait for... Are
0: you sure that's Tesla as yep. much as it is her insurance company?
2: It's Tesla. She said, I don't know if you guys know, but with Tesla, it huh. takes a lot longer to get your car fixed because, like, uh, so only a certain amount of, like, places... Are... And she lives in Portland, right. Oregon, you so, like, have to she use lives in their, the middle of nowhere.
0: You have to You can't just go to uh, the local auto shop. You have to right. use Tesla-specific stuff because it's probably very proprietary. You know, it's, it's basically a computer. I think like the local
2: auto shop can, but they have to be, they'll have to have, have to already certified. Yeah, certified and and work with Tesla. Yeah. And not all of them do. That yeah,
0: very sucks. few do, I imagine.
1: Makes so, me even happier to have a 20-year-old Mitsubishi.
2: Right. Yeah. I, I would just never have a Tesla because of that. That's well, Tesla is essentially
0: to. a rolling computer, right? Yeah. Like even more so than other cars. And it's a lot of software and a lot of that stuff's proprietary. So, yeah. And but, I imagine it costs a lot of money for a local auto shop to qualify beyond whatever the hoops that they have to jump
1: when i was in vegas one of our uber drivers was ubering in a tesla and i have to imagine this was a car that he borrowed from a friend because i Hmm. i I just don't think that someone with the kind of money to buy a tesla would be doing uber for money but
0: i don't think you can just borrow a car and do uber
1: i i don't know what all the specifics were i don't i I don't know
0: maybe he's using it because it's cheaper right like for for gas i mean obviously it's more expensive up front to buy it, but I,
1: he also didn't know how to do basic things like how to open the doors hmm. and how to put, set radio stations and how to find a spurt, certain type of music. Good point. So, okay, he was really unfamiliar with it. Maybe he had just gotten it, but I Could still don't. Be. If you have a brand new Tesla, why are you? Why are you, you should driving have asked for him. Uber. I mean, should have said hey. Is it, a, ask the question. Why why I yeah, I guess I should have. Yeah. Well, we were too busy. One of my friends was drunk and she was oh, singing great. Taylor Swift loudly. It was, <laughs> oh god. It was a miserable I'm, it was it was a humorous, but
2: Country Taylor Swift or new Taylor Pop Swift? Pop Taylor Swift. Terrible.
1: You you like country Taylor Swift better?
2: It's so que- crazy because I hate country music and I hate Taylor Swift, but her country music is much better and listenable.
1: I'm the opposite.
2: Then her pop music, I hate it. I can't
1: stand her country. Well, I mean, her pop, I find it tolerable, mm. but...
2: There's not. a couple of songs, I'm not going to lie, that are tolerable. I can't even think of like the names of them because I avoid them.
1: Like, you Need to Calm Down was really good.
2: I don't even know how that one goes, honestly. Of
1: of, it's like pro-LGBT. You need to calm down. You're being too loud. Mm.
2: Mm. No, I, I don't, I don't know that Why one. Why be
1: mad when you can be clad?
0: Let's mm. go to the phones here. Major Payne on the line in Michigan. You're on Free Talk Live. Go ahead.
8: Hey, guys. I'm just thinking that Bonnie probably got banned by an algorithm
0: just because she used the word fag. I think it should have used it. Uh, we believe someone reported her. Yeah,
2: I think it had to be a reporting because Aria like, uh, defended me and said fag multiple times and it didn't like just automatically flag her. Multiple people did, actually. They said, like, yeah, but Joe Biden is a fag and it didn't ban them. Mm. It had to be somebody reporting me because I said it on Joe Biden's account, which is a bad idea in hindsight, but I wouldn't have ever guessed it would get me a seven-day ban. I was so bored. Mm.
8: Well, maybe just because it was on Biden's own account, it got an extra little bit of scrutiny or something. I don't know. I'm just speculating Could on that. 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 Could That's be. possible. But uh, have you guys heard about uh, that Biden actually opened up a drilling project for oil in Alaska? They called it the Willow Project?
0: No, what about it?
8: I don't know. I just heard a little snippet on the news today. I was wondering if you guys knew anything if it was up in Anwar or what.
0: No, I have uh, yeah. been I've been watching I'm, I'm, bank stuff all day. I have no idea what else might be going on.
8: Well, punch in the Willow Project right quick on on what's been ran through Congress or under the president's pencil, and it'll spit it up. Okay. uh, It's
2: weird that he was, Uh, like, so against that. He shut them all down, like, right when he got into office, and now he's opening one, but it's probably a good thing.
0: He's probably got buddies. Yeah, I'm
8: I'm glad to see the ice is finally cracked. It's a good thing. Uh,
0: According to The New Yorker, why did the Biden administration approve the Willow Project, drilling for more oil in the Alaskan Arctic? would be, in the president's own words, a, quote, big disaster, unquote. Well, it just goes to show these politicians are hypocrites. yeah, liars. Know? No he, backbone. He, yeah, he got elected on a promise, and then he did what he's doing, right? So he's helping the oil companies. The woman, according to this story here, in February of 2020 at a town hall meeting in Hudson, New Hampshire, Joe Biden, then the candidate Joe Biden, took a question from a woman asking about Alaskan oil drilling. He, in response, pledged quote "No more drilling on federal lands period period, period. It yeah, was he it? added a disaster to drill for oil in the Arctic. a big disaster in my view. your question, Bonnie, is are these federal lands
2: right because he might be in a, using a loophole
0: The answer is yes, they are, uh, according mm. to the yeah, New Yorker, sure. the Biden administration granted Conoco Phillips approval for an immense new drilling project, the Willow Oil project in the National Petroleum Reserve." In Alaska, it is most definitely federal land, and it is significantly north of the Arctic Circle.
2: Yeah, that's the second thing I was going
0: to ask. What's that, Major?
8: I'm pretty sure sure that's Anwar, the one that everybody was uh, up in arms about opening up to uh, the drilling, what, three years ago or whatever.
0: Well... Now the question is, are uh, Democrats going to be upset enough to pick another candidate for 2024? No, they let don't care. They're,
1: they're going to hand wave this away and say, oh, no— There's a reason that this is distinct and this is separate. That doesn't count. That's not
0: a bad thing.
2: Or they just won't pay attention because it won't be put directly in their faces, so they won't comment on it. That's true.
0: That's the first I've heard about it. Some Democrats, well, we're not in, we don't run in those circles, but some Democrats have commented. Former Vice President Al Gore called it recklessly irresponsible and a recipe for climate chaos, while Senator Jeff Merkley from Oregon decried it as a, quote, complete betrayal of Biden's promise, which it absolutely is. So, I mean, surprise, surprise, a politician lied to you.
8: (laughs) This is going to piss off all the Green New Deal people, that's for sure. Tree huggers and whatnot
1: are going to be up in arms.
0: Yeah, but when it comes down to it, if Biden gets the nomination in 2024, they're going to back him again.
1: I'm not sure that the tree huggers were ever actually pro-Biden, though.
2: Well, they might have gone
0: green. I mean, yeah. if they're real serious tree huggers. But you know how it is when, yeah. when elections come around. All the talk about being independent just whittles away when somebody. Well, obviously, it's
1: the most important election right. of our lifetime. Oh, we can't
0: let Trump win, so we yeah. have to vote. We're going to have to hold our nose and vote for Joe Biden. That's again. what
2: my grandma from California yeah. told
0: me. There's just yeah. too
1: much at stake. This is, after all, The most important election (laughs) of our
0: lifetimes. (laughs) And they're going to say that again. Thank you, Major, for the call. Thanks for the heads up on the story.
1: They still say it. Every year they say it, or every two years they say it. Every two
0: years. Because the midterms are also the most important election.
1: Yeah, and I'm just stunned that anyone ever... How can you say something like that with a straight face?
0: Again and again and again? Yeah. Yeah. Uh, let's see, what are the what are things we need to know about this? According to this uh, story at the New Yorker, in the form in which it was approved, the Willow product will produce roughly 570 million barrels of oil in the course of the next 30 years. By their own estimates, burning all that oil will result in the emission of tens of millions of tons of carbon dioxide per year. Not that I, I care. I really no, I To me, carbon, carbon dioxide. dioxide is fine because it helps the trees. I so.
2: emit carbon dioxide every day.
0: Right. Uh, and then they go yeah, on. Yeah, and to- it
2: helps trees grow. Yeah, so and back talk- in 2005 or
1: 2006, I was listening to NPR and the special, hey, we're, we're learning now that the increase in carbon dioxide in the atmosphere is causing trees to become more efficient at mm. taking carbon dioxide and turning it into oxygen. So the more carbon really? dioxide, they- well, and that makes perfect sense, right? The more food they have, the better they get at eating the food. Hmm. And that, that carbon dioxide is food for trees. So mm-hmm. de- deforesta- deforestation is a much bigger issue than any sort of carbon emissions or whatever. If we were doing both things, you know, chopping down all the trees and pumping a bunch of carbon into the atmosphere, yeah, I could see why it would be a problem. But one, thi- one solution fixes the other. I, don't I didn't say that right. but
2: Yeah, just stop deforesting yeah, and then they'll take care of the and carbon And if it problem. doesn't,
1: who cares? If humans annihilate themselves, then that's just, that's just proof that we didn't survive evolutionist tests in the first place and we weren't fit to survive.
0: Politics is the answer, according to The New Yorker, as to why oh, this happened. Duh. Oh, the, politics.
1: That'll fix everything.
0: The approval, well, this is the reason why they're saying Biden oh, did gotcha. this. According to Politico, it's part of a strategy to create a Biden moves to the center narrative heading into next year's presidential election. Yep, it's coming up that fast. But it's
2: not a narrative. That sounds like it's... a dumb idea. Yeah. That doesn't sound like that'll get you more votes. Well, jo- jo- maybe because...
1: Part of the issue in 2016 was that the Democrats had gone so far to the left that they lost a lot of centrist and right-leaning people. Mm -hmm. Like, they were
2: crazy.
0: Mm. Joe Biden is a realist about what it will take to win re-election in 2024 for He's going to
2: be like 85 years old.
0: Or any other Democrat, said a professor of political science. Although the Willow Project won't produce any oil for years, it has been touted as a way to bring down gas prices. And of course, that's what Biden would like to accomplish right before he gets reelected he would like to be able to point to at the very least that he brought the prices down that he brought up
1: well right? all of the you idiot republicans out there you put the joe biden sticker pointed at the dollar sign saying i did that so when gas prices drop to 12 cents a gallon there's that's gonna not going to happen <laughs> no but there's going to be your stupid joe biden sticker that you put on there pointing at it saying i did that and now it's a buck 50 per gallon good job Yep. way to be short-sighted Republicans
0: they say in giving the green light to drilling Biden is now risking the support of many young people who voted for him in large numbers in 2020 said the BBC but the
2: thing is I don't know how many young people are going to care about that
0: they're not going first of all they're, if they care that much then maybe they will join the Green Party or the New People's Party or whatever it's called the one that did the anti-war rally with the Libertarians well as
2: long as the Democrat Party isn't putting out propaganda that drilling is bad the young people won't care
0: hmm. well, run there
1: by they, me again
2: as long as the Democrats aren't putting out propaganda okay. like, young people care about drilling. They need to be told Yeah, they need to be told what to care about, exactly. Well, A the, bunch of the young people that get jobs with this, uh, I don't remember the name of the company you said, and mm-hmm. go work in Alaska aren't going to be upset.
0: Well, the reality is most of them aren't going to have the gumption to actually go third party. When it all comes down to it, the Republicans are going to run someone terrible just like Joe Biden is terrible we don't need to know who it is at this point. We can go out and safely predict that the person the Republicans nominate will be a horrible politician, a, a horrible human being, a psychopath, just oh as God, Joe Biden Vivek. is. I think it'll be Sununu.
1: I, th- I think Santos or DeSantis is just too divisive.
0: I don't know. I mean, DeSantis, it's just so early to make any kind yeah, of prediction no like no. that. And, and even when you're in the midst of it, there's no point in making predictions because the odds are you're going to be wrong. But, uh, you know, whether it's Trump, whether it's DeSantis, whether it's Sununu, I mean, they're all bad news. And so the these people who care so much about this issue are going to look on one hand and they're going to say, well, we don't like what Joe Biden did, but the Green Party just can't win. So I think we got to vote for Joe
2: Biden. I think Chris Sununu would win really hard against Joe Biden. Why? Because Joe Biden, nobody likes him, not even the Democrats and Sununu, Democrats and Republicans could like him.
0: True, Sununu did pander to the Democrats during his administration here he's in New Hampshire. He's pretty moderate.
2: I-, I would suggest
0: that he's a Democrat in all but name. But can a moderate Republican win the mo- the uh, Republican nomination? I think. And, well, it-
2: if it was against Biden, they'd be like, we have to, it's the most important, you know, mm-hmm. we have to vote Sununu.
0: Well, none of it matters when all is said and done, because True. whoever gets elected, it's going to be a scumbag. And and they will break their promises, too. Whatever Chris Sununu says, he'll break his promises. Whatever DeSantis says, he will break his promises. This is the way of the world. This is the way of the politician. No one should be surprised, okay, unless it's your first election, unless you've e- never paid attention to politics ever before in your life, and you're shocked, truly shocked, that a politician would break his promise. Everyone else out there should realize that this is the way things are.
1: But if you it is your first election and you do buy into the promises of one of these politicians and they do break those promises, take it to heart. Like I voted for Barack Obama I think I did, I don't remember now. I but I put a lot of faith in Barack Obama in two thousand eight. I was Oof. sure that well, I was young. Was that your first election? It was. Okay. I didn't know better. I was sure that he was going to fulfill all the promises that he was promising to fulfill, right? He yes. was just he was this peace Hope candidate. It was going to be great. Hope, change, I believe, right? We can, <laughs> hashtag we can or whatever. And
2: you can believe in.
1: Yeah. And then, you know, nothing changed. Nothing got better. We continued, the the United States government continued the wars. They continued, they, they never closed Guantanamo Bay. That was like the one big thing that we wanted from you, Barack, was to close down Guantanamo Bay's prison. Didn't do it. Didn't do it. It,
0: they, yep, that was a big b- promise broken for sure.
1: They made a handicap accessible a few years ago. They added a geriatric ward <laughs> oh, to Guantanamo Bay. Wow. Because the people there, they, they're getting into their elderly they're now. They're yep. 60. They're 70 years old. Instead of just freeing right. these people giving them a damn trial, they built a geriatric wing in Guantanamo wow. Bay.
0: Let's go to the phones here. Uh, we have Sarah in New Mexico. Sarah, you're on Free Talk Live. Go ahead.
6: Um, hey, did you... Okay. I, I found they had a natural cure for diabetes for, diabetes for many years.
1: Is it not
6: bad? Nobody, nobody knew about it. because. Um,
0: All right, Sarah, the, you've called kind of, about these natural advertised. cures the last few calls. It's getting pretty boring.
6: Well, what's so boring about it? The, the, the this isn't a health show.
1: It's a scam well, I mean, that you're trying, trying to sell people? I don't know. know maybe it's true. But
0: we can't be, you can't just call in and make a bunch of health claims on the air. I mean, it's just like, you know, you just can't really do that. It's Unless not You're like really
2: educated about it and you have like interesting things to say, like how it's being, you know, to, uh, hidden from us and this is how it works. But you don't. You just are like, so my, uh, you know, marketing, whatever the heck it's called, mm-hmm. pyramid company pyramid company. scheme, is uh, telling me this information. Now I'm just repeating it to you.
1: Yeah. What What actually interesting
0: things are going on in your life, Sarah?
2: Well, the
6: interesting thing is that it's under the guy. It has been published, but it's been under blood sugar level. Mm -hmm. Coffee blood sugar support.
0: Consider me completely uninterested in that. I'm going to give you one more chance. Tell us something interesting. Something completely different. Like, how do you feel about Joe Biden breaking his promise on the oil drilling?
6: Well, you know what? He's a lot better than um, Donald Trump. Boom. See? I I pick a Democrat over
0: uh, a Republican. There's nothing
1: he's done that's been any different from anything that Trump
0: did. Yeah, he sounds like Trump. To me, that's what Trump would do. My
1: governor— She's a Democrat. I already
6: got
2: my seven hundred fifty dollars. No, no, no.
1: We're talking about Biden and Trump. She already not... got
2: her seven hundred fifty dollars. She got her money. Yeah, she's but we're good. not
1: talking about your governor, Sarah. We're talking about Biden and Trump.
2: Well, she's a Democrat.
1: He, no, that's see, he's
0: a what Democrat. Do I want so, a
6: Democrat in there? Because I exactly be what back. I said.
0: Exactly, exactly <laughs> what I said. People are going to say, "Thank you for the call tonight, Sarah." So, Trump, no, or not Trump. Biden knows this, right? He knows he's safe. He knows he can give a huge deal to the oil companies because and of dumbasses
1: pe- like Sarah, yeah. who are going to vote for him because he's a he's Democrat, a Democrat. no matter how needs.
0: much Republican
1: crap
2: right. he does, yeah. well, she'll get her money that way. She'll get her seven hundred and fifty sure dollars will. that way. I
1: suspect she was still getting welfare under Trump too. And Sarah, I'm my apologies. I don't think you're stupid. I think you just gullible. Don't, you just don't think.
0: Right. Yeah. Well, I'm not sure what the difference is.
2: She's capable of
1: thinking. She just. Willfully. Does that mean
0: lazy? She's
2: lazy? I think so. Well, we already have established that she's lazy. I think she's intellectually lazy.
1: Based on some of her conversations about the death penalty, Mm -hmm. I think that's a good way to put it. She's not stupid. She's just intellectually lazy.
0: All right. Well, there's plenty of people with potential out there that completely never use it, right? So sadly. Sad stuff. The number 603 283 6160. You can join the show and bring up whatever you want. Biden broke another promise like every president and every politician ever and yet people are still going to fall for it in 2024. You watch. We're coming up. Yep, it is Free Talk Live and Join the show here. The number is 603-283-6160. That's 603-283-6160. Here tonight it's Ian.
2: And it's Bonnie. And Arya.
0: And you can join us online anytime you want. Head over to freetalklive.com. And uh bank run time might be a good time to consider getting some money out of those banks. Now I don't necessarily just closing mean- your
2: account. Hmm? Or just closing your account. You
0: could. Um, uh, you know, probably most people can't do that because you still have to rely on things like debit cards and, you know, auto payments coming out to pay your power bill. Like, uh, like,
2: wait, I can, I, I'm going to close my USA account. I don't need it.
0: Okay. Yeah. Good plan.
2: I'm doing I mean, my part. Yeah. If you've what got an you account
0: that's inactive, then yeah, get right. rid of it. Why, uh, you know, why give them any, any reason to exist?
1: Well, I'm currently without a traditional bank, so I can't I've got one. Participate. <laughs> I wish I did. There's I, $400 in it. I, I want to open up a new account because it's inconvenient yeah. to do all of my banking through the mechanisms that I'm doing it right now. Right. It's basically a prepaid debit card, but it's a little bit more flexible than that because it's through Chime and it's a little bit better than- That's you, kind
0: of a bank, right? A, or the, like financial tech company. It is,
1: and I can receive my paycheck. They are a financial tech
0: company, mm-hmm. but
1: they are backed by a bank, a Bancor bank. South or
0: something okay. like that.
1: And you know, it, it works reasonably well, but still, it would be nice to be able to go into an actual branch and make a deposit or make a withdrawal. Or but whatever. let me
0: guess, you're not doing it because sentencing is coming up.
1: Well, sentencing is coming up, but it's more of a matter of one, with everything that's going on, it doesn't seem very likely. I was having issues prior to the raid mm-hmm. with opening bank accounts. Right. That's only going to be worse now.
0: And I have to get permission. And I. Actually, it may not be worse now because the way uh, the check systems report works. Which is the system that all almost all banks use to look at. They get your social security number and they pull up a report. It's called a debit report uh-huh. uh, as opposed to a credit report. And it lists, for instance, one of the things it lists is how many times you've tried to open a bank account within the last, I think, three years. Okay. Uh, so given that it's been two years since the uh, Crypto 6 raids, there's probably not going to be as many things within that particular report. There'll still be some things on it, but sure. you may be able to do it.
1: Okay, well... I may look into it then, but I also have to get permission, and that I don't mind mm, yeah, that in and right. of itself. But having to get permission just to be turned down because I, I think I would have to be like, hey, look, I want to open up an account at you know TD Bank, mm. and then I get rejected, so I have to get permission. Okay, well, I want to <laughs> open up a bank account at Bank of America, and right. I get rejected. The hassle, and I have to ask permission over and over until I finally find a bank, and I know TD. Won't open an account with me.
0: They won't me either. Yeah, I've been there. There's a special note on on under my yeah. social security name here.
1: I I went there prior before the raid to try to open a business account. They're like, no, we we don't want to do business with yeah. you. And I was like, why not? And I was like, fraud, blah 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 blah, fraud, blah blah blah, get out. And I was like, all right, whatever.
0: <laughs> Says here, the FBI has been asking <laughs> us questions about you. So uh let's go to the phones here. We got bad slave. He's on the line in New Hampshire. Go ahead, bad slave.
4: Thank you very much, Ian, yes, sir. Aria and Bonnie. Uh, listen, I uh, I have to complain a little bit here, to you know, about uh, all the claims that Aria makes negative. Well, of course, you uh, do toward, uh, towards, towards what? Towards uh, Elon Musk. I I you know he's not, you know, nobody's friggin' perfect. Okay, number one, number two. He's he is actually created a a car company, which is something that the that different people have tried to do for, you know, many, many decades, uh, 100 years or so. You know, there were you know how many car companies there were in the. Did he create he did Tesla? Or he was, did
1: not. It was started by Martin Eberhard and Mark Tarpenning as Tesla Motors in two thousand four. Wow! And following a, an investment of six and a half million dollars, Elon Musk became the largest shareholder in the company. He's been the CEO since two thousand eight. So he's a smart well, I, investor. I've never heard but again, that. Yeah. the man created nothing. Yeah, he's. Yeah. Just... I never
2: heard that. I always imagined. I always wondered, like, where'd he? I wonder what made him come up with the name because what I love the, uh, Nikola Tesla, that. and I, I always imagined like Elon Musk choosing that name. And I thought he was cool. Now I think he's lame. <laughs> Oh uh,
4: yeah, does it does it mean that just because he uh, put some money into the, the Tesla that he hasn't been working his freaking ass off? He sleeps in the plant, you know. I, I you know, that's I, what people I, say. You know, yeah, that's also seen-
2: what Kanye does. He like slept in the place where he had a performance once.
0: Yeah, that's right.
4: He certainly seems to tweet not, a lot. Well, not likely to be the liar you want to make him.
1: I never said he was a liar. <laughs> well of course you did
7: you just i don't recall her saying that
1: i have never said elon musk said anything even half
0: untruthful. i mean she's critical of him for taking welfare and he has uh so it's a legitimate critique of musk i'm critical of him for not being a free speech absolutist which he claims to be and then he goes and he says that alex jones won't be allowed to come back on his platform and then he bans bonnie for you know calling joe biden a fag i mean free
2: speech Absolute. It's not just like a fan of free speech. Yeah. So, I mean, the dude, on the other hand, though, I have
0: defended him against some of Aria's attacks. I have pointed out that Musk, for instance, is, uh, you know, he's doing a good thing, I think, overall with Twitter. I think that it has gone in a better direction. We are seeing a lot of really useful information from the Twitter files, which have revealed the truth that a lot of people knew was true but now it's 100% proven it's no longer like just a rumor a you know fairly believable rumor now it's like here's the evidence that you need not not just a little bit of evidence but a little too much evidence honestly like it's been going on for months now and it just they keep coming out with these twitter files things about the latest thing where the fbi or some federal agency is asking for favors Sometimes they they get them sometimes they push the Twitter people would at least push back, but it does give you an indicator of how interconnected that this Twitter was before musk took right. it over that 's not to say musk wouldn 't do what he was told if the government came and threatened him, but uh, you know, I think that is something that you can say about him is he 's a successful entrepreneur, whether you like how he 's done business or not, he at the very least has risen to the top, not just of his field but of the entire planet. Uh, so really, I mean that much you can say uh towards this guy. On the other hand, he's not a libertarian, even though sometimes he talks like no, that. No, and that's my biggest issue with him, right? If
1: if libertarians weren't holding him up as this this sort of God king example, this he's a dude bro troll that libertarians People, who, the 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 straight cis white types who get upset about the trannies, they just love the hell out of Elon Musk. And if he was just some, I don't. There's a reason I don't talk about Bill Gates and Jeff Bezos and all these others it's because libertarians aren't pointing them. Go, go! Look look at my fan boner over um, Elon Musk. Well, or Musk whatever. is
0: more interesting and more entertaining than both of he those is. characters. He is, so. but if it
1: wasn't for the libertarians out there holding him up as some sort of great example of libertarian ideas, and some of them are doing this. It's very common on social media. He
0: doesn't even claim to be a libertarian. No, he he says he's a moderate who voted for, like, Barack Obama
1: and he mostly randomly votes will Democrat.
2: Say, I mean, libertarian things and never actually, like, you know, live by it. Like, you Not know, I'm a free speech absolutist. Where would where he hear that? You know? He's pandering to libertarians.
4: Well, I, I just want to say that, that he's saved Billions of dollars on the space program, uh, creating his uh, reusable rockets, and and then we'll save more. I mean, the, the guy. What do you mean save? What do you mean out...
2: save? Like I who's He didn't money? create
0: the rockets. He
1: also bought SpaceX. I mean, he didn't create that. Yeah. I
2: don't even they, know what he means by could... save. That's like you know when you're like oh, I saved because I spent my coal cash.
0: Are you saying he somehow saved taxpayers billions? Yes. Because, what, NASA can use his rockets for cheaper? Uh, absolutely. Okay. And, well, good uh, for and him. It seems like it's I, I can tell you taxes haven't gone down, so not I wonder if he, there's
2: even a net positive for the taxpayer when he took welfare to do all this.
0: Huh? Don't be a fool. Taxes are never going to go down. Well, then he didn't save anybody anything. So
2: that it is like the Coles cash. It's like, oh, I went back to Coles when I wasn't going to anyway because my Coles cash was going to expire. So I saved twenty percent right,
0: and spent more than you would have spent otherwise without the Coles right? cash.
2: Yeah. Thank yeah. you for the
0: call tonight, uh, Bad Slave. It doesn't matter if he saved, if he quote unquote saved NASA ten billion dollars or a hundred billion dollars on launching rockets. And then they went. They spent that on some moon rocks or something like that instead, or whatever, right? Like so they yeah. spent it on something else. The budget for NASA didn't go down. The taxpayers didn't see that savings, quote unquote. So it doesn't matter. It
1: sounds like Tesla or Elon Musk through SpaceX simply found a way of getting more taxpayer money this time by funneling f- from NASA instead of directly from the taxpayer. I I, I don't see that as a net benefit.
0: All right. So, Bonnie, you have a story that you wanted to share with us tonight about old Mexico. Mexico apparently is uh, in a bit of a, a pickle with the United States conservatives threatening to go to actual war in mexico oh you haven't heard about
2: this yeah it's not just vivek Ramaswamy anymore
0: this guy you're mentioning is a republican candidate for president he's like this indian dude or whatever from somewhere from the middle east
2: no he's Uh, from ohio
0: okay well he looks like he's an indian Anyway, he has, like,
2: Indian ancestry, but he's from Ohio.
0: Yeah, I mean, the guy's name is Vive- okay. Vivek Ramaswamy, so he's, okay, he's, point. <laughs> he's like, a, this guy is, like, a businessman. He's one of those guys that's, like, I'm a businessman. I'm going to come in and save the government money. But he's also, when he was in business, he was a pharmaceutical executive mm-hmm. who oh, pimped the vaccines. God. And now this guy is pimping war, an actual drug war, like a hot war. With the Mexican drone cartels. Drone bombs. Yeah.
2: He's like, we could just go down there and drone bomb the Mexican cartel. Yeah, no innocent people will die if we go and carpet bomb Mexico.
0: Yeah, but the thing is, he's not the only one. That's right. just, he's just the first one we heard about this from. Now that eye Patch guy in Dan D.C., Crenshaw. Dan Crenshaw, the guy that's, they, they call him IPatch McCain because he's a warmonger. Uh, I think that was that's what the Alex Stein comedian has been calling him. <laughs> Anyway, this That's horrifying. This Crenshaw guy put a bill in with some other Republicans to actually authorize military force to be used against the cartel. So, this isn't just one crazy presidential candidate. This is the new hot conservative talking point about what the next war should be. They're trying, in my opinion, they they've taken what Donald Trump has said and they're trying to out-Trump Trump. Cuz Trump has said the death penalty should be for drug dealers right which is a terrible idea anyone mm-hmm. sane who's you know understands that war on drugs is a failure should not be in favor of going in that direction but an actual bomb dropping gun shooting military excursion into mexico to literally have a war against the cartels is taking that to a whole new level and that's what they're trying to do
2: well the mexican uh, president said on Monday his country is safer than the United States, hmm. pushing back against U.S. critics of his security record following a deadly kidnapping this month near the border that claimed the lives of two Americans. The March 3rd attack on four Americans in the Mexican city of Matamoros and their subsequent abduction was covered closely by U.S. media, and honestly, I didn't uh, hear about it till I read this earlier. I heard about it. I did. It was pretty screwed uh,
1: up, and I don't know. They say it was a case of mistaken identity, but like... Drug cartels don't usually make that kind of mistake.
0: Didn't the cartel supposedly apologize for it? I don't know. I believe that I heard that.
2: Well, I didn't hear anything about this. It says it sparked recriminations from politicians in the U.S., particularly Republicans. By the time Mexican authorities found the Americans, two of them were dead. I mean, what could American police do any differently if, like, a you know, some gang in Chicago did this to people? Like, by the time they found them, they'd be dead. I don't think it says much about uh mexico just because this this incident happened especially at the, the border. gulf
0: cartel apologized after two u.s citizens were killed in the armed abduction last week in mexico the cartel condemned the violence in a letter obtained by the Associated press and said they turned over the members who were involved wow. so you don't get
2: i yeah i've never heard of that hold happening.
0: On. you do not get that level of accountability from the police No, you do not. Hmm. The the police, number one, do not apologize. Well, at
2: first I thought you were going to say American gangs, but that's a great point. The American gangs that are police. Yeah, that doesn't happen.
0: Cops don't apologize for when they kill somebody accidentally. No. Uh, It's very rare they'll apologize for anything they do that is wrongful or against their own department's uh, policies and such. But not only did these people apologize, they turned over their soldiers, the the cartel agents who were behind this. Well...
1: They turned over some scapegoats. Uh, we, okay, we, will never, n- we will never know whether or not these are the people who are actually responsible. True.
2: It says President Andreas Manuel Lopez Obrador, mm-hmm. who has threatened to urge Mexican-Americans not to vote for Republican candidates if they continue their criticism, rejected U.S. official security warnings that depict much of Mexico as a risky place to visit. Quote.
0: They've been saying that about Mexico for years.
1: I'm still trying to wrap my head around this. So the cartels kidnapped and, and four people. They killed two of them. I presume they released the other two mm-hmm. without incident. And then they apologize. That's right. And then they, they turned over the people responsible for the mistake, that's uh, what allegedly. Yeah. Dude, that that's an insane level as you point out, that's an insane level of accountability. You don't get yeah. that from the from the police. That that's an honor amongst thieves sort of thing right. that I'm not accustomed to seeing. The
2: the other thing about it is like the border is so dangerous in the Mexican states and in like El Paso because of the war on drugs that's and right. because of America and because of the border. The, and now
0: these psychos it's want It's not to because
2: ins- of Mexico. It's not because right. of Mexican culture. Mexican culture is so family-oriented and just like uh, honor and well, it just pisses me off. And this fits like, what
0: the cartels did here fits what I've heard about them. And I don't live down there, but, I you know, you hear things from people who do live down there, and it's like, if you're not dealing drugs, you really generally don't have anything to worry about from the cartels, which is why the cartels are apologizing in this case, because this isn't how they do business. Right. They don't just go out and randomly behead somebody. Like, you hear about, cartels behead, blah, 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 you know, it's they're beheading their competition, they behead- and I'm not saying that's good. No, but-, <laughs> but that's the business in the dark, you know, world of dealing illegal drugs.
1: It's or a Or it's like politicians business.
2: that are like, we're going to get rid of the cartels. Yeah. and to me, it's
1: more like boxing. Right? You got to know when you become a drug dealer in a cartel that you know you're going to get the crap beaten out of you. You you probably are going to die. Just like when you step into the ring as a yeah. boxer, you know you're going to fight someone. So right. it's almost. As though they consented to these risks when they joined the cartels, and the issue—yeah, you of course, could not
0: not know that, right? Yeah, like, and the you issue with
1: the bystanders is that they did not consent to this, and Correct. it sounds like the cartels themselves acknowledge that reality.
0: That's right.
2: Um, it says he—he he said that Mexico is safer than the United States. He told reporters when questioned about the warnings at a news conference. There's no problem with traveling safely around Mexico, hmm. Lopez. Obrador said American tourists and Mexicans living in the U.S. were aware of how safe the country is and pointed to a recent rise in Americans residing in Mexico. Last year saw a sharp jump in U.S. tourists coming to Mexico. He blamed an anti-Mexico campaign by conservative U.S. politicians for negative reports about security.
0: You probably have a greater likelihood, if you're traveling in Mexico, to be harassed by the Mexican police than you do... Some Mexican gang. Well, yeah, because you're
1: you're a gringo, you know. They they know right. that they can they can say, hey, give me twenty bucks and I'll look the other right. way. That yeah. you'll just give Shift them the twenty you bucks.
0: And yeah, probably would. Yeah, <laughs> you know?
1: I mean that's the way it works in a yeah. lot of these places. I've never been outside the U.S., but I read a lot, and what I read a lot suggests that you know if you're a foreign traveler, and the police approach you, try to try to offer them a bribe. Mm-hmm. Usually they'll take one and they'll send you on your way
0: doesn't work in the united states no here you got to go to court and go through a bunch of bureaucracy and hassles and takes your time i mean twenty dollars is a deal it does not have to do any of that stuff
1: yeah twenty dollars to avoid a speeding ticket versus the one hundred and fifty dollar speeding ticket or whatever (laughs) i mean i i would absolutely take it but here in the united states for better or worse they don't have bribery systems and they get really upset if you, I've never tried it, but I so I understand. They get really upset when you try to bribe
0: them. Oh, Police the cops in the do. U.S.? Yeah. Don't yeah. do that.
2: I think that was like all that was interesting from that article to me. Mm-hmm. He doesn't go, he doesn't straight up say anything about like what Vivek says and stuff okay, like that, so but it seems to that. me, it okay. seems to me like what he's talking about. I assumed he was alluding to Donald Trump. Well, he said recent. Okay. But, well, uh, Trump.
0: I don't know if Trump has signed on with the total total war with Mexico idea. Be interesting
2: if if he does. It's going to be really bad.
0: These other conservatives have been pushing. So he
2: has a lot of. Uh, I mean, to Trump's influence. To
0: Trump's credit, he didn't start any wars while he was president. I mean, there's not a lot of good things you can say about Donald Trump, but that is one of the ones that you can say. And, and he did wind down Afghanistan uh, to the point where Joe Biden was able to just shut it off completely. <laughs> <Wow>. And <laughs> It
1: got shut off. I, I think the thing yeah. is, like,
2: conservatives, it's it's really uh, bad because conservatives don't care that innocent Mexicans will die because they'll just be like, well, I don't care. We got to get rid of the drug dealers. They just don't care about that. So, like, that's nope, an obvious point, but they don't care. But the thing is, um, innocent Americans will die, too. The cartels are in Texas. The cartels are in America. And uh, they go back and forth easily. I mean, regular dirt poor people go back and forth easily the cartels usually help get them across and the cartels will kill americans if we start trying to carpet bomb them absolutely they and will. you know they won't just die in a easy way they'll get like um drills in their ears and stuff
0: well look what happened uh what was it like four months ago or something do you remember when the son of el chapo got arrested in mexico do you remember hearing about remember that? Do
1: you remember hearing about it?
0: Yeah. I don't so remember
1: the outcome, though. The yeah. s-
0: I don't remember the outcome either, but the son of El Chapo got arrested, and all of a sudden, the drug war became an actual war, right? Because for all the 50 or whatever years the drug war has been happening, it has been a war against an inan- inanimate object. Yeah. there is not; a re- It's not really a war, right? Because the inanimate object hasn't been fighting back. The people that have been selling the inanimate object, for the most part, don't fight back. What
2: do you mean it became a, a real war, though? When he got didn't arrested. you see
0: any of the video from uh from mexico down there at the time like there was literally no. cartel guys were shooting at uh police helicopters and things like that like there was actual gunfire being exchanged actual like heavy weapons they have and, like, and that's
2: a, the thing they're not like the people in afghanistan who just like have to use sticks and rocks or yeah, whatever these are
0: well-funded cartels right? and, um, Like they have billions of dollars the other they other a lot that's of weapons
2: easy to a point too and you know, demonstrates this very clearly that this would be a bad idea. Is that I don't remember if it was 2010 or 2013. Uh, my ex and his family would talk about this all the time. They He's from ha- Mexico. hated the uh, president at that time because he ran on and successfully won and declared a war on the cartels. And just like thousands of innocent Mexicans died, mm-hmm. they didn't beat the cartels. They had to be like, okay, never mind. The government mm-hmm. did. And everybody hates that president because uh, he'd even tried that. It was a stupid idea, and um, it's not like I'm just saying we should just let the cartels win. All you have to do is stop making drugs illegal, and then they won't be worth so much, and then there won't be people doing this, and those people can go make their own uh, real businesses.
1: Well, there's a reason. I mean, we don't see Budweiser breaking the kneecaps of Smirnoff ICE bus drivers, right? That's not the way the market works. So if we allow these people to—and Pfizer isn't out there— breaking the kneecaps of people who work for Bayer. I mean, if we let these people come into the actual market where they're actually accountable and they have to raise their standards on how they act toward one another, the drug war dies overnight. The cartels, the gang violence, it dies instantly.
0: amazing that we're here in 2023 and we still are trying to convince people of this. Instead, they're now doubling down. They think they can now uh, they still think they can shoot and arrest their way out of the drug uh problem.
2: All because of fentanyl. Like it wasn't that's you the know, latest like there wasn't excuse. a problem before. I know that's the excuse that everybody uses. They're like, "Oh, fentanyl, fentanyl, this, fentanyl, that."
0: Yeah, somebody online um shockingly it was Carlin Borschenko, who is like completely she she won't even talk about this issue, but she she backs this Vivek guy. It's it seems like. And That's alarming? Yeah, I don't know. She says, "Oh, he's good on uh the school Oh yeah, the issue. wokeism, wokeism in schools. Well, Hitler kept the buses
1: running <laughs> on time, right? <laughs> the <laughs> trains, yeah. yeah you know, that was whatever. Mussolini,
0: I think. It, yeah, either, but, the point is valid either way. Yeah, and so, uh, so yeah, she was backing, and she brought up this this like standard conservative line of that. Well, fentanyl is killing people, and so therefore the cartels are murdering people, and so it's okay to go to war with them because people are dying because of fentanyl. It's like, well, number one. Where's the evidence that the cartels are the ones cutting the supply with the fentanyl?
1: Yeah, it's in, it's not in their best interest though they their customers.
0: Even if you could, uh, you know, prove that you know, we know fentanyl's in the supply, right? But we don't know who's putting it there. Usually it's the most unscrupulous dealers who do. And that's probably the ones down the line, the ones who are buying from a dealer, from a you know, middleman, from a middleman. Yeah. And then they want to make, because they're paying the most, they want to make the money go, or they want to make their money go further, so they add fentanyl to cut it. They've always been cutting agents when it comes yeah. to cocaine and things like that. This is just the latest one that's gotten garnered some countries. So you're going to go and bomb? The co- quote the cartels because you believe a thing, and even if the cartels are putting the fentanyl in uh, the mix you don't know who's involved in doing that and you haven't convicted anyone of anything so you're basically just saying yeah screw any kind of jurisprudence or due process or whatever we don't need to convict anyone of murder or poisoning or whatever we're just going to go ahead and commit our own murders and exterminate life without any kind of trial or whatever it is the most insane drug war proposal that i've heard in my lifetime and that's what the it's the new conservative hot thing uh, out of time for tonight. We're back tomorrow. You can join us on the meantime and don't forget to bank run. It's free talk live. On free talk live. We're bringing people to the ideas of Liberty every day from wrestling superstars like
7: Glenn Jacobs. You guys really are having an impact. I believe, like I said, uh, a lot of,
0: You can help more people hear the message of liberty by joining Free Talk Live's AMPS program on Patreon for as little as $5 a month. And you'll get access to special perks. Visit amps.freetalklive.com. a-m-p-s.freetalklive.com.